Yo, yo, this is Treasy. And I'm Young Leezy. And we are the On Ear Network. We know you've heard our tag at the end of this show, but it dawned on us that we've never really introduced ourselves. So we wanted to invite you to listen to all of our podcasts. Right now, our roster consists of And Then We Had Sex, a comedy couple that talks about their sex life with an occasional celebrity. The Locker Room, where men take off their filters and say how they really feel. And Grams of Snow, for your underworld and organized crime stories. And of course, Kind of Movie Critics which is our show, where we deep dive into movies and TV. So if you enjoy this show, check out some of One Ear's other podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's start the show. Can we, I mean, can we talk? Yes, we can talk. What is the worst thing Not to all that bad. I mean, uh, health, safety, compliance, a few bad apples. You can't just change your story. I want to keep you clean. I put Jerry in, but I can't trust her. She's optics. I need you. Well, the government does have an unbelievable amount of leverage at its disposal, Dad. The law. The law is people, and people is politics. And I can handle the people. Six, we know about the people more than Grams of Snow podcast. Nobody does. Come on, That's Logan. That's why we do what we do. That's right, Logan Roy Capping. We know the people, nigga. Logan Roy is a, a an interesting bird this episode. Yeah, he is. But isn't he every episode? I, I, we've seen Logan do some really bad things, but never this bad against his kids. I don't... It's hard to say, because... My memory doesn't really recall everything that happened in the first two seasons, but nothing about this episode let me know that he wasn't capable. Nothing that happened before this led me to believe he wasn't capable of doing everything that he did this episode. You know I mean, what I'm capable, sure, but... But execution is different. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, I guess we're going to get into it, man. And I just want to let the listeners know that I am... Um, Giving into the fact that I took notes this episode. I, I'm realizing that Succession is a show I need notes for. It's a um, dense show. It's not even just dense. It's just you gotta, you need your talking points, and it's almost like you need them in order. And I'm like, you know what? My memory is trash right now. Yeah. Life is life in. So let's just write this shit down. Okay. I'm not. Well, I'm proud of you, man. Whatever. It's funny seeing as how the ep- the theme of this episode seemed to be everyone kept talking about headspace the first ten minutes. Right. Mine's shit. But I'm just saying like. Everyone's unraveling, which is funny how they talk about it in the beginning to set mm. you up for. We're all gonna lose our shit, by the way. Everyone's mm. gonna lose it. Let's ask everyone about their headspace. It's all trash. They're gonna say it's fine, and then at the end, they'll all be spiraling. Interesting. See, I, I'm not. I'm not getting that vibe. I'm not getting that vibe. I'm not. I don't. I, I'll tell you who I don't get that vibe from. I don't get that vibe from Roman that he's in a bad headspace. I think he he. I think he's been consistent. And I do not get that vibe from Connor. Like Connor, Con, yo, Connor made a play. Connor made a play this episode. I think they're sure bad is maybe Shiv. Yes, I think bad is. I it's not all encompassing. Okay, right. I think we watch headspaces shift. Got it. Um, because yeah, Connor. I think your point is proving true. Mm-hmm. Even though he was taking a dig at Shiv, mm-hmm. he's never mentioned it like that before. 
he's never asked for something in return for something before. Not yeah. that I remember. He he the, he the biggest gangster of them all. But what I mean is he's never blatantly said, I want something for do. And I know he was like, you know, sucking my dick, you know, like right. fucking with his sister. But I've never seen it that blatant from him. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. He's been a politician about it. Right. Like, yeah. but never this like transactional. Right. And I think that's foreshadowing, even though he wasn't serious this time. No, I think he we- was. He was very serious. And she just didn't respond the way he wanted, so he let it go. Okay, I mean, I'll I'll believe that. Yeah, he's just not he's not emotional. He's he knows he's not heir to the throne, so he's not emotional about none of this shit. And I think that's just again, that's just what makes him dangerous. And I think he's the only one who's not emotional. Very much because Ro- Shiv is emotional. <laughs> very, very, and, and Roman is a close second to not be. He's not really emotional. I think he's kind of Roman co- has a code. He does. He's he's proven to be one of the most loyal ones. This whole uh, see, he, I I wouldn't have pegged him as like the most loyal sibling up until now, but he's proven to kind of be the most loyal sibling. I don't even right know if now. it's loyalty. I think just Roman. Remember, I was talking about how I'm gonna do a profile political of these people. Okay. I feel like Roman is the independent who's truly, like you said, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. You know, it's not my best interest. I'm not doing it. Right. Roman simply has things that he will and won't do. Oh, got it. And you cannot shake him. Yeah. Roman, whether whatever he feels about his brother, uh-huh. he has a commitment to family. Yes. And it's, you don't do that to family, so I'm not doing it. I could hate my brother's fucking guts. Right. You, but wouldn't, you wouldn't call that loyalty? No, because it's still self-serving. Okay. Right, because even he said it's not in my best interest. Yeah. Because he still wants a chance to work for Kendall if shit goes left. Okay. I don't think it's, because lo- like we're saying how he's not emotionally attached. I don't think it's loyalty. I just think that he has a code. I don't do shit like that. Got it. It's not that I love Kendall, not that I hate Kendall. Kendall's last name is Roy. Yeah. My last name is Roy. You don't do that. Now, Connor, I think he didn't do it out of loyalty for his brother. I think Connor might have that loyalty you're talking about all around. Like, he's willing to stay neutral. I think that's I think that's mm. the only loyal person that we're seeing. Everyone else is very self-serving. Connor is loyal to his family. Uh, see, I, I'm, I'm well, a, yes, I think that Connor also understands his loyalty needs to be purchased, and he wants something in exchange. Yeah, but still, I see. I think his loyalty is self-serving. I think it's all optics for him, and and again, and he wants something. If I'll make a play, but it's going to cost you. You know what I'm saying? And what that cost is, he hasn't revealed yet. But um, but we get ahead of ourselves. Let me introduce yeah. the podcast. Oh man. yeah, we should do that. Yeah, yeah. Graham's a snow podcast, man. Um, you know your favorite drug dealer, mafia, street gang, white collar crime slash political crime. Yeah, we're here. And Rico related content podcast. We are the best. Your favorite, the most comprehensive, the most granular in our breakdowns. Oh God, here you go. Yeah, man. That's that's what we do here, man. You judge one show poorly. God, now we're granular. Huh? Hi, friends. What, what do you know? Granular meaning that like we're super into it. Yeah, I yeah know. we're okay. Yeah. You know what time it is. And uh you know who this is, man. It's your boy Treasy, aka Boss Perot. <laughs> Six almost spit out her water. That's a good litmus test. Boss Perot. Minus the big ears. I hate your guts. Yeah. And uh, that young lady that you just heard speaking is Six, my Dear. co-pilot. Six, a.k.a. Auntie Pelosi. You're, <laughs> <laughs> You're a jerk. Hey, man, we kept it political, though. That evil white woman. Yeah. yeah. She's useless. 
Yeah, I don't even want to get into that. Yeah. Um, so much happened this episode six. We have notes. Let's start we, at the beginning. We do, we do. And oh. this might be an episode where we might have to start at the beginning because you jump around it, it won't make too much sense. Well, uh, all right. Well, we, I mean, we could we could do we don't it. Have such. To, but... it's, it's cool. I'm I'm down for whichever man because we probably, you know, it, it was a lot to happen. So we might as well just yeah. go ahead and cover it all. Um, who so who was Kendall talking to at the beginning? That was my question. What, did we hear about this journal? She was a journalist of some sort. There was a story, of course. Yeah. Was this... I feel like... Did we hear about this beforehand? I don't feel like we did. I, I think maybe this is part of um, part of that PR team that he hired. Okay. Maybe this is a play from the PR team. And does Lisa know? I, I don't know. It seems, it, seems, it seems like no. It seems like Lisa's no longer driving the ship like she was promised. And that phone call... She was asking it. him to, hey, lay low. Stop it, yeah. Yeah, don't don't play these games. Yeah. Don't, don't incite the war. Right. Um and and he's you know, inciting it. He's inciting it. And and because he's coming apart. So, you know, I see I, if we're going to go chronological then we I'm going to come, I'm, I'm going to have to come. Okay, cool. Logan and Kendall both I think are making a huge mistake by by Xing out the two women that have the most power and the most ability to move around and the most know-how of how to hold this shit together. Logan is clearly dissing Jerry this oh, entire yeah. episode. That That is going to royally fuck him. Oh, for sure. Because he's not just dissing her. Yeah. He's pissing her off and putting her in a very vulnerable position. Yes. Because we all know, we all know that the CEO title for her right now is purely optical. It's very, it's very null. Like it's a, it's a proxy thing, right? We know that we she, she know knows that. that too, right? But that doesn't matter when shit goes left. But, th- but what I'm saying is, is that the problem with what Logan is doing is that he's, he's doing things. That to me, I don't think he necessarily even really believes in, but he's doing them just to remind everybody that she's not the boss. And got old boy, I forget who it was, who she was talking to about Israel at the beginning, mm-hmm. got him in a in a chokehold because it's like she's giving orders and he's looking around like she's uh, like, no, I'm the captain now. Fucking look at me. <laughs> yeah. So everybody's confused and and that's not good for leadership right no. off the rip. So no. Logan is supposed to be like Don Corleone here after he got shot. Logan should be at home actually. T- take a step back, be the consigliere to the Don, you know what I mean? And but let the Don steer the ship regardless of which direction you think is going. That's what Logan should be doing and he's fucking that up and he is definitely going to cause a beef with Jerry. Then you got Kendall doing pretty much the exact same thing in a nicer way to Lisa Arthur. I don't know if Kendall's being nice. I don't know okay. anymore. I think this this episode, the pattern that's being created is, like, we'll take Greg is mm-hmm. is the new target this episode. Mm-hmm. That shit he did with Greg and that watch was nuts. What was nuts about it? What did he do? He told Greg he was going to buy him a watch. Uh-uh. He didn't say that. That's what Greg heard. Okay. So, the time comes, he embarrasses Greg. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it wasn't a, hey, come here, let me talk to you about it. Nothing like that. It was a bunch of women around, a bunch of liquor, and that girlfriend who's going to be a problem. Um, And you choose to embarrass him. Mm-hmm. Like, very publicly. The girlfriend, she's the girl that's part of the PR team, though. Nope. She's a drug addict. 
Oh, you're talking about, um, you're talking about uh, Kendall's girlfriend. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the girl that was talking to um, Greg about the watch. No, Sorry. no, Sorry. no, no, no. Right. no. Um, yes, yeah, she's a problem. Yeah, I think that all these, everyone on the PR team getting together and getting trashed mm-hmm. all the time is a problem. Um, but Kendall's creating a a pattern, it would seem, to where he's going to have to, he's going to treat someone poorly on an episode. Mm-hmm. And the next episode put himself in a very vulnerable position of losing power, mm-hmm. of having to apologize. And it's going to wear off. Yeah. We saw that with Shiv this episode. Right. And luckily it was Shiv. So she proved that he wasn't wrong. Just rude. Right. Um, But you did it to Greg. And like we said before, Greg has the real power. He got all the leverage. All of it. Greg yeah. is the only person who has these papers. Yeah. And now Greg is like, Oh, fuck me? Heard you. I'm going to tell everybody on your way. It starts with that, right? It starts with, hey, Tom, something, something you want to know. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Right, that's what I'm saying. A fucking watch burnt him. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's that's not smart. Yeah. That's not smart. And like I said about this girlfriend, Kendall is an addict. Right. Why are we all partying and drinking in a time where he's probably super stressed and using it as a way to not deal? Right. That's not good. It's not good. Kendall is, uh, and maybe just like I said, theme of the episode, but he lost it. He was even disorganized. He's a really good actor. Oh, yeah, man. Because the disorganized thought, disorganized speech, the even the mannerisms of the, he, it looked like he was going through an episode of some sort, the entire episode. Mm. So, so you, you feel like, you feel like he's not confident in his plan or you feel like... No, I think that... Look at my notes. Hold on. Okay. I forgot that I had these. Right. I think that Kendall's thing for the whole episode is... Mm-hmm. Kendall's doing this, I think, still for the right reasons. Okay. But I think on top of those reasons is Kendall has never... He, does, he wants respect. I think Kendall feels about himself and thinks people feel about him mm-hmm. the way the viewers feel about Roman. Which is that he's a fuck up and nobody trusts him and he could never going to be anything. You think that's what he thinks the people think about him? Yes, I think that Kendall views himself as in this constant state of I'm not trash. I'm not look. I can do this. I like he's like a kid looking for validation, right? Constantly in a different way than Roman, but I think it's the same. What the viewers have learned to look at Roman as, like people who watch the show, right. I feel like Kendall sees himself that way. I I think he has a very unhealthy relationship with with perception yeah with, with people's perception of him. I think I think that's what you know the journalist was bringing up. The, the journalist brought that up. I think the whole game with the text message or the tweets in the car. Good that's going to come back teeth. and bite their ass. I don't know. I got a gut feeling about that. That's going to come back. And okay. And then and then the um the Sophie Owoji Owoi. Yeah, I don't uh, like I that was a black woman. That's just the one. Yeah. That <laughs> I'm gonna just say it. I don't like that they use a black girl for that. But I, you know, I I I think um you know he has he feels you know the whole Edda pussy thing, which is very that was that was pretty clever. Um and I don't know how you get away with that on terrestrial television, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> um It seems like an SNL kind of deal. 
it, but it didn't like the whole setup. It felt more like a, maybe, okay, SNL in terms of like, maybe it was in the NBC building, but it, it like the whole layout of it felt like more of a, a very, you know what it felt more like? It felt more like Charlemagne, the God show right now, the, sure. uh, the God's honest truth. That's what I'm saying. Like just, where it's like, it's a little bit political and a little bit comedic, but like, it's just a lot of I just of mean the way that she called it, a, this is a comedy show. Like yeah. it's just, it didn't seem like. It mattered what they say up there. Got it. Got it. Um, he, yeah, he has a, a very unhealthy relationship with how people perceive him. Mm-hmm. And I think like, I can't, I mean, okay, it's, it'd probably be classified as narcissism. And, and I, I, I feel like I, that was identifiable when he put the Oedipussy part two thing on the big screen while everybody was partying. It's like, oh, hey, everybody look at me. Look at what's happening with me. I don't even know if that's narcissism. I think it's the opposite. Oh, what do you think it is? I think. Kendall is severely insecure. For sure. Well, I mean, I think that's a, I think that's a. Narcissists are not insecure. Narcissism means something. I hate people do that. Nope. Being conceited does not make you a narcissist. Okay. Well, no, I, I, so I'm, what I'm getting at is that like, I'm not, I'm not a clinically trained psychologist, nor do I have a degree in anything close to psychology, but I would imagine, I would imagine just off of sheer programming that like narcissism there has to be a little bit of insecurity in there no narcissism okay. narcissists believe everything they say out loud okay they really do believe they're that great got it like they would they would have been pissed at someone saying that someone saying a bad thing about them right there's no way it could ever be true okay that's not a that's not a badge of honor for them got it i think the way that kendall's taking on this and trying to say i'm in the conversation they're talking see like it's as we saw at the end of the episode mm-hmm. where he's like hiding yeah. in a tech room clearly affected right because it, it finally became too much right it finally became my sister right is saying these things about me and they're all true and they're all true um and she said them so harshly and she said them so publicly yeah she signed it sent it out to people my sister's trying to harm my dad trying to harm me is one thing yeah. but this is my sister right but throughout the whole episode anyone could say anything about him and he was fine. Oh no, this is it's not. But you're not okay. Yeah. Well, no. We can tell by your behavior, you're not okay. I was gonna say like the the first glimpse I caught of that was in the um in the limo ride when the last bad text message was. And his face uh, was like. Yeah, I can tell that hurt boo, him a little bit. But yeah. he was cleaning himself right, up. Right. He it was, was a oh that stung. I think anytime somebody mentions addiction, mm-hmm. it's 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 a it's still a very sore spot for him. And every time we hear about addiction, he's next to that little bitch. That's a fact. And, and what's weird to me is I would be less concerned about the addiction and more concerned about the fact that, hello, you killed someone. <laughs> I, I feel like that's a bigger spade there, right? Like, well, oh, yeah, the only I was person who knows that would also have to get in trouble for it. If, if Logan yeah. pulls that card, Logan also is in trouble. Okay. So let me ask the you president. this because- what, huh? Yeah. The president? No, no. We, we're going to get to that. But yeah. while we're on this thing about- um, you know, the only other person that knows, which is Logan Roy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you remember when he came back in the building, when, when Kendall came in the building mm-hmm. and he went into his office and then he sent his homeboy out with a shopping list full of stuff to pick up, Yeah, which seemed like he was like his private detail security to some degree. And then the, and then Logan's security dude walked in and he was like, I know you. Mm-hmm. Who was that? Did he have something to do with cleaning up that body? Because that was my only thing. I was like, damn, because Kendall was scared. 
Kendall was like, that was the first time he was like, he was like, hmm. he was visibly frazzled. Well, it was also a big security guard in his face. Yeah. But, but when, but him saying, I know you. Well, it's just a weird thing to say. A person walking up on you. I know you. But that's what I'm saying. But that could have been about addiction. It could have been about these. They've been part of Waystar Royco since they were children. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he does know you. He knows like your dirty secrets. I don't know if he knows specifically about the murder. I don't know if he was involved. He could have been. Right. Well, that's all I'm trying to figure yeah. out. Like, I think he could have been. Okay. There's a possibility. I can't say no. Right. I was, I was hoping you knew. I was hoping you knew. But the listeners will know. Yeah. So let's rewind back. Let's let's get to the president. I want to know what Logan has on the president. Well, if the president's currently Trump, I'm pretty sure he's got plenty on. <laughs> no, because it this. That scene to me leaned Epsteinish. Yeah, it did. Well, which which to me is still Trump, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yes, absolutely. So who who was he talking to? Was that his the president's daughter or the president's sister? Neither. So when you see um, Kendall watching TV, mm-hmm. watching ATN, right. And the, that lady's on TV, mm-hmm. and she's a White House correspondent. Oh, she's the White House correspondent. Correct. Got it. I, Correct. I, okay. Okay. Um. So they're having this conversation, and that line about basically saying he'll take the president down with him. Yeah. He's basically saying I have a lot. There's a lot more in the closet that right. I, 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 you know, I can play too. It just leaned really, and then she cleaned her shit, got it together, yeah. and was like, "Okay, we yeah. have mutual interest here." I'm thinking, oh, oh, wait a minute. Well, Logan's how old in the seventies? You think seventies? He's white. He could be fifty-five. No, no, not with two, like not with fucking four super grown children. They could be in their thirties. That's true. I'll say, I'll say that, I'll say that, like, I'll say that Logan's probably in his seventies. Probably, yeah. And let's just, when did he start, Roy, Royco? Maybe, maybe in his thirties. Late thirties, early forties. So you're ta- you're talking about four decades of That's power. Several presidents, yeah. Of power. Yeah. So there's no telling what he has. Isn't listen, he might be responsible for helping to get the president into office. Maybe because, because he runs a multimedia company. Right. And we and all we saw, know we just watched that happen. We just watched that happen. Yeah. So he definitely got he the president owes him some phone calls. He owes him some favors, you know, and and I think with, you know, with the way this episode ended with the feds coming in, I think them favors are going to going to need to come out the closet. You know what I mean? Because what we know is that Logan ain't just going to concede at all. You right. Know, not completely. And I th- and even with conceding, right, I think everyone around him is beginning to concede to him. Uh huh. Or so it would seem. Right. And that's going to get them all the hefty jail sentence if they don't get it together. Like after Shiv has a conversation with Kendall, she comes back and lies and says that, yeah, I got under control. He understood. Mm -hmm. Girl, he said that you were a snake and told you, oh, now it's your turn to be dad's bitch, basically. Um, And she has the semi-rough conversation. What happened? What's going on? What's really happening? And he's telling her, you know, there's not a piece of paper you'll find that'll make you ashamed of me. Right. Which I thought was genuine. Sure, there's no paper trail. Doesn't mean I, I shouldn't be ashamed of you. <laughs> I, I took everything that he was saying in that conversation as genuine. Like, like there's some shit that happened. I don't necessarily know about it. I don't necessarily not know about it. But I, my hands weren't directly involved. With I think it. talking to your daughter, she's expressing concern. Like that was almost that was these sick, twisted people's version of daddy. What's going on? Right, okay, right. And his response was, I could, I could not. I don't know. But none of that shit matters. We got to keep it clean. And I think in that moment, it wasn't about 
strategizing for okay. her. I think it became a strategy meeting because that's where his head is. Right. But I think for her it was, Daddy, what's, what's happening? What's really going on? What's What are we about to do? And then this guilt trip he sends her on about, I needed my daughter to stand up for me. I need you to be front facing. Is that a third? Shiv is doing the right thing by... The right thing for herself, right? Whatever the right thing is on mm-hmm. the show. Um, by not being outward facing in this. By right. not doing that. Because I think that no matter what that conversation went like on the baby's bed, mm-hmm. she knew. And she doesn't feel comfortable acting like she didn't. Hmm. She's not comfortable going up there saying, yeah, my dad's this great, wonderful person. That's a lie. Your father's a piece of shit. He happens to be your dad and you love him. But... Let me can, let me pose a question here. I, I just somewhat thought about this, and I'm just thinking about that scene how it how it intro. And he was like, "Do you trust me?" And she mm-hmm. was like, "With what?" Right. Do you think that there was some sexual molestation between him and her? No. You don't think so? No. Okay. I, I could be wrong, I, but no. Yeah, I'm, I was I, just reading into that because because clearly us as the audience knows that she doesn't fully trust her father yeah and her questioning with what um i think it just raises a question for me and you know what's funny i kind of i think something happened in season one that made me ask the same thing i want to say because wasn't he in the room after he had like the heart attack and she didn't want to be in there alone with them or something like that yes that is true that ra- like that raised my try to kiss it what happened that raised my molestation flag then so now I'm I'm thinking like maybe there was something sexual that happened that I, Logan did to Shiv. I took that as her cause, no, he didn't try and kiss her. Um I took that as her being afraid of him. And then not only is she afraid of him anyway, it mm. was now he's had a stroke or whatever and doesn't know what he's doing. And also she was scared. Mm. That's how I took that in season one. So I remember that happening and I, and right. my first thought was, Oh, she probably was afraid if something goes wrong, like she didn't want to be alone. I'm a database that for later because yeah. I because I, I feel like you know I feel like there's a huge pot there you know that's a clever way to you never want to write yourself into a corner so that, I think that's a clever tab that you can pull and say we've been leaving breadcrumbs the entire time and this could be a thing. What well, makes sense as to why she's a whore? <laughs> well, yeah, the, the daddy issues are uh, what do they say are. Uh, Cornucopious. Yeah. I guess. They have plenty to give. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So let's see here. So while we're talking about people who are throwing themselves on the stake. Oh my God. Fucking Tom. Fucking Tom. To, before we even get there, I want to ask you a question as someone who writes scripts and films TV. Okay. Is there value in what's happening with Tom and Greg still? Or is it just like overkill at this point? I kind of want it to stop. Well, I think what's is this in- necessary anymore. What's interesting to me, I think it is because I think um, it. All right. What's interesting to me is that Tom knows that he can't trust or Greg knows that he can't trust Tom and Tom knows that he can't trust Greg. But there's this there's like this hierarchy that like Tom has already embedded in with him to where like there's this sick sense of like loyalty to him. You know, like, you know, after he got off the phone with Kendall, the first person that Greg calls is Tom and say, hey, I think there's some information you're going to want to know. But Tom just tried to ostracize you into this particular office. Um, You know, the whole thing about, you know, joint counsel and trying to fold you into a lawsuit. It's sadomasochist at this point. Their whole relationship is sadomasochistic. Yeah, it is. And, and see, but it, like, I wonder who's going to cross who first. 
because it's like, like Tom could really just completely excommunicate Greg and put him on the chopping block. Yeah, but then Greg can put Tom away. He can. So that's I mean, why Tom's I t- probably going to go away without Greg putting him away. But. Potentially. And Tom is playing it very, very, very smart. But we know that Greg is not stupid. Like, it, it's just a, I think it is very valuable because I'm tired of it. It's becoming really, really uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm, I, honestly, I'm just tired of Greg in general, p- personally. I, I think he's like I, because I just know that like this particular character. OK, if we're talking about in real life. And we're talking about a shitty ass family. He doesn't get this far. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. But I'm probably rooting for him in real life, right? Because oh, yeah, yeah. because he seems like the person that has the ability to take this family down. But I see so much of these people in him, and then I see like how fucking flaky he is because he's really playing like all sides. Yeah. And I'm just not with that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just not with that. Like maybe that's it. I'm just I'm sick of that dynamic. It's becoming uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like he started the shit, and now you're acting like you didn't start the shit, and then you're acting like, you know, whoever's going to treat me the best, I'm a rock with it. Like he's just like the ultimate instigator, man. Like why are you following? I just don't get. And I get maybe the hierarchy's been embedded. Not maybe I understand, and saw that play out and happen. Mm -hmm. But at a certain point. Why are you following him around? If Tom says, come here, why are you going? That's what I'm saying. It's, like, wh- what is, if Tom, why do you keep talking about penises with this man? Tom. And why did Logan him. call Roman the F word? Because uh, Logan is toxic, man. Logan is toxic. And, and, and Roman, I don't know. I, does Roman, all right. None of them really like their father, right? I think Roman does. I think that's the only person on the show Roman actually has an affection. Well, of course, in Jerry, but I think the only person he actually has an affection for is his father. I I think I, for the same sick reasons, Kendall constantly takes shit. Shit. See, uh, again, I file it. I file. I'm filing Roman under loyal. I'm I'm filing him okay. under loyal, and that's what's keeping him because he's made it clear that he doesn't really like his father. <gasps> But we also know Roman has, it's been confirmed that Roman has been abused and it hinted at sexually. Right. And that's not. But by his mom though, right? Everybody. They used to put him in a dog cage and feed him dog food. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fucked up. He's he's the one that needs the most therapy. That's why for me, it's not loyalty. It's, I don't do this. Okay. I I just simply don't do these things. It's just what's been embedded in him. Got it. Because he is the only person who we have confirmed that he was severely abused yeah and it teetered on they they joke about his butt a lot right and it's like huh okay what's the play why why would tom throw himself on the sword or the grenade for logan i think because at first i was like why would he do this Mm -hmm. right and i think that tom wanted to see how loyal he should be I think Tom said that to Shiv and Shiv passed. Don't do this. Why would you know this? I mean, it makes sense, but why would you do that? And then he goes to Logan and Logan's like, yeah, sure. Thanks. I'll keep it in mind. It won't get to that, but yeah. Cause immediately after that, he makes his appointment with his own counsel. Yeah. I think that he was seeing, do I need to get my own? Ca-? I think for him, that was him finding out if he needs to get his own counsel. That's a, well, that was a smart play. Yeah. I'll say this, man. Now, Shiv didn't pass it to the side. Shiv did that shit that you do when like, like you want somebody to do something, but you're acting like you don't want them to do it. Tom's an idiot and loves her though. 
I think he sees through her shit, but I, but I, I'll agree. I'll agree yeah. there. Um, he, he, she definitely was like, because she explains that's a, it out. You're actually right. That's smart. She's that like, works. that's a good idea, but don't do it. No, and, no, no. and imagine how much esteem you'll have in my father. Well, you know, like how, like how much credibility you'll have with my father sort of shit. Yeah. Like, yo, like, like, yo, man, everybody trying to like suck on Logan's balls is really crazy to me. And it's idiotic. Beca- and again, the only person, there are two people on the show with real power, Greg and the French lady. What is her name? Marsha. Marsha's still in there. Because we, right, we saw Marsha for two <laughs> seconds and what we knew she was doing <laughs> was, was pulling on that wallet. Yeah. Right. He said every time them cl- them hands get to cluck it, it's another million dollars. It's another billion. You understand? Dollars, yeah. I think that she's also the only person who's being honest about I want this for that. Yeah. And with Logan, you have to do that. I think he respects that more. Yeah, he understands transaction. He's a businessman. So when Tom comes and says, oh, I don't need anything, yeah. well now you've lost any respect that Logan would have had for you right. if you wanted it. But when you ask for nothing, you get nothing. Right. So oh, it, you get yeah, you get what you negotiate. Right. So yeah. at this point, for me, what it would seem is that Logan really respect respects people who push back at him in a way that, you know, makes sense. Right. Um, and when you become like the whole shit with Roman, when he's like, yeah, he's out because he got quote unquote soft on the phone call. Right. If you lean soft or nice d- about business things, mm-hmm. he has no respect for you. So in this case, I think Tom may know. I, well, Tom doesn't know that, but he's opened himself up. Mm-hmm. to be a target of logan's now mm-hmm. he's like yeah i can get rid of you because you're you're weak anyway why would you ask for nothing you're offering to go to jail for me right that's dumb that's yeah that's dumb. It's very dumb yeah like whether you go for three three days three months three years i don't know if you've ever been in jail before right it ain't somewhere you want to be for three hours you wanna be. like yeah it's, it's just not it's not fun yeah it stinks yeah. it's really bad yeah like so to do that for free for, for nothing fuck out of here bro yeah, for, for adulation come on is, is that the term adulation right like boy yeah. fuck you yeah but i think it could be that or i think it really was just him trying to figure out if he needed his own counsel i think that that was his beef with greg that mm-hmm. greg understood that before he understood it ah i think he felt challenged by greg like oh you're trying to be smarter than me now is right. what that read to me yeah because he then turned right around and did what greg did yeah and what's greg's lawyer's name is it right Rex Henderson Henson. I don't remember. I don't remember. Because we heard the lawyer's name for a reason. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. And I don't know if it. Yeah. We'll look it up and then I'll talk about it on Instagram or something. Right. I'll watch yeah. episode two again. I like your read on that though. Like Tom was Tom was testing the temperature of the water. Yeah. Yeah, I like your read on that. Tom's a jerk, but he's not stupid. No, he's not dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's not dumb. Like, I, honestly, none of these characters are really dumb, and and that's a mistake that I made early on. Shiv is being dumb. Yeah, Shiv Shiv is being she's being used, but she's, she's not being, even thinking things through. Though. She, she's being used because she wants to be she wants to be important so bad that she's willing to do whatever to achieve that goal. And right now, she's giving blind loyalty to somebody that she knows is a piece of shit over a brother who clearly she heard the plan. Of, but you know what it is is she can't sit in the driver's seat in his right. plan that's the whole thing right because you understand that what kendall is trying to do makes the most sense and because you keep telling him come do it here yeah because you'll get to be in charge you get to be the bit off 
and you only being a boss because Logan knows he can stick his hand up your ass. You're not even being a boss. You're being sacrificed just like Jerry. Man, yeah, period. At least Jerry knows. Jerry knows that, like, she has no illusions about the fact that, like, and even if she did, Logan's making it very clear that, like, you have no power. But Shiv, but I don't even, how we're using Jerry as, or how we thought we're going to use Jerry as a fall person, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's how we're using Shiv. Yeah, she's she's a shield for sure. Like she's a shield for sure. That Nirvana shit was Logan. You think so? Yes. Logan. There is no, no, no doubt no, in my no, mind. No Nirvana. There's no doubt. <laughs> Shut up. There's no. That was not Kendall. I don't care. It was in Kendall's office. That was not Kendall. I that was Logan. I don't. I don't know. Nope. You think that was Logan? That was Logan. W- what's your angle there? My angle is someone's attacking a woman. Mm-hmm. She's trying to help. I need other people to be embarrassed and look bad so I can come and save this. Logan's forte is let's save the day. I think the same way that Kendall's mm-hmm. trying to make these good viral moments, mm-hmm. Logan doesn't care whether they're good or bad either. He needs people talking about it so it can be over with. People will get tired of talking about something. Hmm. But so it, for me, it's it, let's so, let's yeah. discredit the women around me. So we're all at an equal discrediting thing. They can't be more powerful than me. Sure, I'll give them these titles, but it has to mean as little as mine means right now. So if I constantly embarrass and belittle these women, mm-hmm. they won't have any power anyway. Mm-hmm. We'll all look weak together. I'm telling them I'm using them to strengthen the company and make us look this way. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I need them to be weak and to feel weak i need them to know that they are not special that no one around here likes them i don't want them to ever think that people like them more than they like me i need to be able to control them that's why he publicly and very i use the word violent too much it's a real word that means a real thing very uh abrasively does and says what he does and says to jerry he's never talked to you like that before at all. At That's all. What, this is shocking. He's to almost me. coddled her bef- yeah, before in she, previous seasons. Yeah, she's been coaches. But he's going out of his way. He's yeah. waiting till she comes in to say anything right. about Jerry. Now we're seeing it with Shiv. He has to play it a little differently. Mm-hmm. But he needs her to feel as helpless mm-hmm. as Jerry does. So if I'm giving you a speech about how Waystar Royko, Royko is dealing with sexual allegations, sexual um, assault allegations, mm-hmm. and I start playing Rape Me by Nirvana to where you can't turn it off, yeah. I'm going to embarrass the dog shit out of you, and you're going to feel awful, and two things happen. Mm-hmm. I ruin your confidence, and now you keep trying to play nice with your brother, I can sick you on him, because you'll think it's him. Yeah. I'll put these in his office, yeah. you will go ballistic, I don't have to do anything. See, that part, now, I, th- that I can go along with, because, with, okay, I don't think that you're all the way wrong. I, mm-hmm. I see the benefit in discrediting the women around him. I think that's a little too maniacal for him. I think that like, I, but I do think I do, worse. I do see, I do see um, him doing that for, you know, cause he kind of did when she came in the office, she was, he was like, you see, you see pinky, you see, this is like, basically you see what kind of guy we're dealing with. He only calls her pinky with. when he's playing with her. I've, I've never picked up. Are you sure about that? I saw Reddit on that. Yes, I saw Reddit on that. Oh, you saw Reddit on that. Yeah. Okay. And you know, the Reddit people know. Because yeah. I was like, he called her. You don't hear him say pinky a lot. Yeah. But every time he does say pinky, it's in a persuasive Got it. place. He trying, he, trying to, he trying to slip one under. That's like when you call mommy. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, 
And that kind of leads it, lends it, to your sexual abuse thing, actually. Yeah, yeah, because what's pink? I don't think she has red hair. I just mean that nickname only coming out when he needs to convince her of something. Yeah, but what what you talking about, Pinky? She's a redhead. What? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. What is she's that? She's a white she's woman. She's a redhead. She's what's, a white woman. She's probably a pink baby or something. Uh, I, I don't maybe, think maybe her clit's the size of a pinky. Oh my god! <laughs> <sighs> I just don't think he touched a little girl. I don't know. I don't know. I, I could yeah. be wrong. I I think that somebody was touching on Roman. I do. Yeah, I mean that well, explains I, his sexual. Yeah. Uh, interest i don't think they i don't think that they're like i don't think the writers are shying away from i think they're kind of making it open for us to think that you know what i mean but by who would be the question yeah um watch uh, be connor or some shit uh, yo low-key low-key connor might be the one that he's the one who used to lock him in the cage yeah shit connor might have been touching on shorty uh touching on pinky i'll buy that yeah i'm not mad because connor definitely looked like he got pedo vibes he, he got pedophile vibes for sure he looks like a mo. Yeah, mo. <laughs> Lord. Um. So, all right. The scene that's on right now. When, when, well, uh, Kendall. I, I thought that conversation with Kendall and Tom when Kendall came in the building. Uh huh. I really like that conversation. Okay. Um. Only, you know, only because I like these moments where people are like honest, but it's veiled, but it's but it's really real. Yeah. You know, Tom. Tom. Honestly, man. Tom don't want this happening. You know what I'm saying? Nobody Tom, does, but Logan. Tom, Tom and Tom don't really want to choose a side. Like Tom want to stay out of prison. Yeah, but he man. going. I mean, he, you know, he, he. Of course, he's gonna follow the power, and he feels like Logan got all the power, so he gonna follow that. And yeah, I agree. He wants to stay out of prison, but the reality of it is, is that I don't think he thinks Kendall's a piece of shit. And I think Kendall knows, like you know. He made it clear, like, yeah, this shit is weird, right? Like, yeah. you know, but you're sta- you're standing on the wrong side. I know, I know what you're doing, and I know why you're doing it. I'm not mad at you for doing it, but I'm letting you know you're standing on the wrong side. Yeah, you know, and then you know, and and uh, and Tom, like, hey, uh, did you did you take that deal with DOJ yet? <laughs> you know, right. like asking a real question, right. like you did you, like- Be- because Tom knows that he's implicated to some degree in this. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think saving himself out of prison is what would you put? Would you put? Would you put um, adulation from Logan or keeping himself out of prison on top of his priority list? Which one of those? Two? Out of prison. Okay. Because I think that his. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if he loves Shiv anymore, especially after finding out that she cheated. Because remember the first couple mm-hmm. episodes, it was this kind of. She said, "I love you." He said, "Thank you." Yeah. Um, I think it's a completely transactional thing. You know that especially wealthy people mm-hmm. they hate each other but it costs too much money to get a divorce now mm-hmm. we'll both lose too much let's stay together yeah um and understanding that he has the position that he has because of his wife got it and he may not stay in the ceo founder's favor mm. without being married to her but i think coming out of this it you're not going to jail for her either mm-hmm. because you don't have that kind of fierce loving loyalty for these people mm-hmm. you're not going to jail for them yeah, I wouldn't recommend him to. <laughs> yeah, because they're going to leave you by the wayside. Yeah. Logan going to leave you out to dry. Yeah, he's like, definitely going to leave you out to dry. He's I mean, going to throw you on the fire, actually. It's, it's like, look what he's doing to his kids. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you don't stand a chance in the hot seat. Like, And Jerry, and I'm pretty sure Jerry knows that, too. Like, yo, this motherfucker doesn't even love his kids, for real. But Jerry is Varys from Game of Thrones. I know oh, you yeah, haven't yeah, seen yeah. it, loser. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fuck yourself. But, again, it's just what's... What's for the good of the realm? Yeah, 
what is good for Waystar Royco. Yeah. That's all that Jerry cares about. She cares about the shareholders for real. Right. Yeah. That's why when she was like, fuck you mean we're telling the FBI to go fuck themselves. Yeah. No, but that's just why. That's dead. not how this works, sir. Yeah. They're going to come here and then it's going to be worse if you could. And I think that's the thing that Logan's going to have to learn. Yeah. You can't throw your dick on the table right now. You can't, dog. Not because that they're going to come yeah. put theirs on the table. Yeah. Theirs is bigger and people are going to look at theirs. Mm hmm. So when you could have just said, yeah, I'll take this. I'll take notice of service. Where do I send these papers? Right. Because what he could have done is taken that phone call, said yes, and had a say in what he sent over. Yeah. At least for the first iteration. Right. They could have come back and he would have had time to do whatever shady thing he wanted to wait until the next day to do. Uh, pretty much what Jerry told him verbatim. Right. Like, yo, you're going to have to play ball, but at least like do it on your own terms. But now yeah. the FBI is downstairs. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. On a public, on, it seems like prime time. Yeah, and the news is out here. You know they got 4K cameras capturing niggas coming in, coming in Waystar Roy Cope. And even then, his first mind told tell the FBI to go fuck go fuck themselves. Nigga, she yo. said, "Hey, this isn't the kind of people that go fuck themselves." Yeah, <laughs> like goddamn Logie Montana out this job. Who do you think you are? You <laughs> yeah. already had a stroke. That nigga, they say hello to my little friend. Come on, I'll kill all you cockroaches. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's Logan for sure. sure. Sure, yeah. you you believe that? Get arrested if you want to. Yeah. Add, make it worse. Yeah, um, yeah, he's definitely digging a hole for himself, which I'm pretty sure I would imagine. Well, I'm I'm sticking by my theme that he's gonna die at the end of this because I I just think that this end is, of the season. Yeah, I I told you that's mm. that's my foreshadowing. That's what I said episode one, and then episode two, Roman made a comment that kind of alluded to it. He was like, um he would physically die before that happened. True. Or if there's something, he's a, I think Logan's going to die this season. Um, and, and you think I th all this becomes too much? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's up in age. Ooh, and that leaves Marsha in charge. Oh, that's going to be bad for everybody. Remember, yeah. cause Marsha negotiated a bigger share of things. Well, yeah. it wasn't just money. Yeah. She, I mean, she basically ne negotiate. I mean, and then she's going to have like, you know, not power of attorney, but, you know, she's married she's Mexican. to Mexican. Yeah. Wait, it wasn't a bigger share. She negotiated being a shareholder again, something like that? Well, um, no, just a fig. A position did, of power. She can make a decision. Basically, well, from what I remember hearing, she just negotiated a better financial position. And that was kind of, that's kind of left open for interpretation. I don't think she wants to control the company. I think she just wants the money. I think she wants to be taken care of, but I also think she... I'm going to go back and I'll tweet about it and watch it again because I, I truly do think that she also negotiated a, a different position. I don't think she has a position in the company, but I could be wrong. She used to, didn't she? Because no. the kids were upset with, no, she had a vote on the, um, on the will. Yeah. I think yeah. she's just, I think her end game is like, I want the wealth. I don't, th that shit is too stressful. Okay. I don't know nothing about this shit. Okay. I'm from France. I could have just her <laughs> position of power or, or financial position. Yeah, she was like, I, I, okay. I want to strengthen my financial position. So she definitely in it for the cheese, my nigga. Absolutely. But she want the liquidity. But also, again, that was left off the will thing. She still has two votes. Mm. Yeah. I mean, she's the, honestly, Marsha is the biggest threat to, to everybody to the throne. And, mm -hmm. and she's going under the radar because everybody's mad at Kendall. Yeah. But it's like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you got to be careful about people that are like, that are like, um, uh, what, what's the word? Um, Unassuming. Yeah. Or indifferent. Yeah. You got to be very, and that's why I say Connor's scary too, because Connor's very indifferent. Like every glimpse we get of Marsha, 
she's sucking somebody else dry. More money. That's what I'm saying. Like she, I don't she, hate it for her. She not in this junk. <laughs> she's no, she's doing what she's supposed to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got into this relationship, and you know, you got these fucking ungrateful ass kids that don't like me. I'm I'm the one that's you know putting you in the game in terms of like keeping you in a certain headspace. And you got hoes who can't shut up. It's one thing to have hoes. Your hoes can't shut up. Your hoes can't shut up. So nah, you owe me, nigga. Like, and now you need me to pretend that I still want to be with you. Period. That cost a lot of money cost, for my pain and suffering. Yeah, that's. I'm honestly, I mean, you know, in some cases sometimes people be, you know, sometimes these situations do be wild. But like in a situation like this, I totally understand what Marsh is doing. Like and and oh no, I'm not mad at Marsha at all. Yeah, and now now do I think that she deserves half of everything this man made? Absolutely not. You know what I'm saying? But I think I think she does deserve to be taken care of. No, I'm mean, to me. To, see, I'm thinking about how old the kids are. Hold on, because he was married. You're right, because it was probably Shiv and Kendall's mama. He would owe anything to if he owed something. Yeah, and yeah. let's be clear, he was who he was when he got married to her, or she wouldn't have married him. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so I don't think she deserves. I don't think she deserves everything that he gets, or everything. But what that he she's has. adding right now is is worth at least ten, fifteen mil. Yeah, but I. But the thing is, I think she's trying to come for everything though. Oh, definitely. And, and and that's where I'm like, oh, you need to relax because she's the only one who understands. You get what you negotiate. And yeah, man. I and wish you start high negotiations. You don't start what you with what you want. You right. start with ex- extraordinary expectations. Right. And Shiv Shiv is so blinded by she's so blinded by being accepted by 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 Logan that she don't even see that Marsha Marsha dapped her up and everything. Hey, girl. Hey, hey, boo. All right, I'll see you. In a dapped her up and everything while she was goddamn taking her inheritance right in front of your face. Not even whispering, not even Marcia using a six inch voice. Because didn't they get into it pretty deep the first season? Not get into it, but they had an exchange. I don't remember. Where I would've... she let her know, hey, I don't really. When he was sick, remember? Because yeah. she went to go see her father. Mm-hmm. And Marsha was like, he's not seeing anybody. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she kind of was like, fuck you, mean bitch, my fucking father. Yeah. She's like, I don't. He's not seeing anybody. I do remember that. Yeah. 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 Marsha, she, she don't play no games. Them kids can't do nothing with her, bro. She got the biggest draws on the show. Dog. Dog. That's Jay Prince. <laughs> and Prince. Listen. <laughs> um, let's see here. Oh, okay. Kendall said something to me that is just it's just on par with what we've been saying that this whole season's about when they were walking into function mm-hmm. and he was like, Should I give him something? And he was like, uh Fuck the patriarchy. Yeah, fuck the patriarchy. So I feel like that's the theme. It's performative though. It is, but it's still it's still uh, Freudian, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, oh, that's my thing about Kendall. The political view of Kendall that I have is yeah. uh, he is like just a symptom of performative woke whiteness. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's what Eddie yeah, was yeah. saying. Yeah, she was. I, I just don't want that to be a, the way she was talking and carrying on. I was like, why she got to be black? Like, yeah. why couldn't you get like a Chelsea Handler copycat? Like, but but it was all facts though. No, it's just the way she. I'm not upset with what she says. The right. way it was the. I'm dramatic. It was the minstrelsy of it that bothered me. Oh, I didn't get minstrel out of it, but got it. That's got a dramatic you. word for it, but it was okay. like, you're playing off the, like, I pick a it. white girl. I get like, it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Minstrelsy is dramatic, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, um, I do. Yeah. But all of this is, this seems cool, and I feel really bad about the person I used to be, mm-hmm. the things I used to do, and the beliefs I used to have, and now I feel like used to have i said that right and the beliefs i used to have Mm -hmm. and now i've changed my mindset has changed and now i have to make a spectacle of how my mind has changed right because those are the most most annoying white people the ones who have this revelation and think 
they're the only people who've ever had this revelation and mm. now they have to change the world and it's like oh your first time here like yeah. like we get it like you don't need to be this performative and white men do it a lot right because of that guilt and maybe it's not relegated to white men i, I think it's like a lot of liberal white men it's like yeah it's like no definitely liberal, whites, definitely liberal, liberal yeah, yeah. the liberals understood republican white men don't give a fuck about women or black people yeah. and women just white women still date them because power right yeah it's, it's power but i think fuck that about perception liberal white men yeah. um and republican black men mm-hmm. believe it or not when their ideals change they have that very loud uh What's the what's the black guy's name on ESPN? The which one? The the Steve tap May dancer. Smith? No, 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 the fat one. Oh, Jason. Um, yeah, that guy. It's the same thing, right? Like name. we don't have to say his whole name. He's, he's trash. Okay. I don't want to say the c word. <laughs> um, but they have this thing where oh my god, my mind has changed. I'm the first person to ever believe this ever happened. Now I can fix it because of the power that I still have. Mm. When in reality, it's if you could relinquish some of this power and spread it around, which goes into your point of why is Lisa Arthur not in charge the way she could have been? Mm-hmm. You're saying fuck the patriarchy mm-hmm. while reinforcing it in your own circle. In your own circle. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. I, I think, um, and I, yeah, that's just the motif. He just cares. He cares too much about the optics. Like, which is what the journalist like, said in the beginning. Yeah, he wants yeah. the acceptance because you see it like when he greets people, he code switches. What up, dog? Oh, yeah. you doing all the work? You, you know, he does a lot of like patronizing. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and in his mind, it's I'm relating. Yeah, I'm relatable. Maybe and not. it's like that's what makes him a good actor, though, because like anybody else could do that and you wouldn't pick up on it. Like you could do it so good that you wouldn't pick up on it, but it's very subtly uncomfortable. We're picking up on the fakeness, like an actor is also it's like inception yeah you're acting as kendall but kendall is acting as this relatable person yes yeah exactly you, and <laughs> you know and i think i think the you know a scene that i've been meaning to come in here and talk about because they they show us every chance they get us that he gives us hip-hop oh my god he wants to show us that he's down so bad he and raps that, again and that l to the og shit oh bro god. Man, that's that was classic TV, though. But that's the the uncomfortability that I got from him rapping. That is the uncomfortability that I get from him whenever, like, when he walked into that writer's room and he was like, "Yo, yo, 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 y'all, does, y'all doing some, y'all clickety clacking, doing some yeah. good writing." And it's insecurity. It's insecure. Oh, I, I said insecurity, and in, and in, oh no, you agreed with me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I said I don't agree that narcissism. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got you. I think it's complete insecurity. I think it's I don't. Like I said, I think he's had this change of heart and he hates that he is Logan Roy's son. Yeah. And in his mind, that's how he fixes it by being relatable. It's mm-hmm. like, no, you fix it by fixing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a question for you, man. When he was in that tech room, did any part of you like, so, you know, the the whole press release thing came out mm-hmm. right before he went on the show, which to me is stupid. He should have followed through. And he could, that would have been an easy cleanup. That was an easy, that was an easy cleanup. Fam. My sister's bitter. She's helping with my dad. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is what happens. This is what it looks like when you're doing the right thing. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, everybody, you know, this in your personal life, everybody yeah. knows when you're trying to do the right thing, there's going to be people that oppose. Yeah. That's all this is. But anyway, did any part of you think when he was in that tech room, all he has to do is pull a couple of these plugs? Yep. <laughs> yep. I was like, oh, he's going to pull the show. That's yeah. what I thought he was going in there for. I was like, man, this guy just fucked like, up an you, opportunity. Right. I was like, if you want the attention, mm. if you want to fix it, just pull, pull a couple plug. wires. Pull the plug, walk out on the show. Hey, guys, hey, be performative. Yeah. <laughs> be performative there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But yeah, but I, I think I think, uh, and I want to get her name right on the show because they said it a few times. Uh, 
I wrote it down. Sophie Awobi. Yeah. I think I think Sophie Awobi was right on point where she was like, it's you know, it's it's like this wealthy white man syndrome. Yeah. Where where you know what you were explaining. Yeah. Um I wake up and I'm woke and I just want to show everybody that I'm fucking woke. Um I think that like uh Roman having to divert to a memory that Yeah, with Connor. That he had with Connor in replacement of his father is very telling. Yep. Um I think it's an awakening moment for him. It's like, what am I protecting for real? You know, what am I really and, and to me that kind of went into that kind of went into why he wasn't so easily swayed to bash Kendall too, because it's like, no, no, dad is a piece of shit. Like, yeah. Let's not get it twisted. Dad is a piece of shit. And I talk a lot of shit, but that is my brother. Yeah. Just kind of like he stood up for Shiv and right. on that phone call. Like, no, she was, yeah, she she's was solid. Fine. Yeah. Roman is Roman low key. Like before this season, I, I I was never a fan of Roman, but I'm starting to become like a little fan of him because I, Roman's always remember on the, when we did the recap of the first two seasons and I was like, the Roman Crusader, and y'all were like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Oh, okay. I, I gotta go always, back and listen. I just, I've always had this soft spot for Roman because it's like, I see how you got here, mm-hmm. right? It's like you've been the family, and maybe I relate to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been the family shithead, mm-hmm. and no one respects you. No one thinks you can do anything, yeah. and you just internalized it. When in reality, you're probably pretty powerful mm-hmm. if you if utilized correctly. But yeah, I think, like I said, but again, I think it's not loyalty. I just think that Roman has very clear ideals about right and wrong Mm -hmm. because he's been confronted with wrong so many Mm. times. So he like Fredo. I'm smart. No. dumb like everybody thinks. I'm smart. No, not at all. I think he's probably back with Corleone. No one understands it. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. I would. Yeah, you would go Michael Corleone. I wouldn't go that far. I don't think he... I would. Roman's the only smart one with the capacity to be evil. I do see a case for it. I do see a case for it. I don't. I wouldn't. I. I would give Michael Corleone to. I would give it to Kendall for real. No, Kendall's too weak. Addictions and all. Kendall's too weak. Kendall's too easily affected. But Michael was weak too. Michael wasn't easily affected except by Kay. Michael, yo, Michael had anger issues. He was Italian. Yeah, but still, like, he had anger issues, like like real like he was sunny but he was a quiet sunny so like sunny was like he, he literally said they hit us so we hit so we hit him back True. you know but like michael did the same thing michael he just cut your fucking water off michael cut your water <laughs> off he cut your water but off and, and, and act like and act like and then make up a justifying reason for it later and make you feel good about it you should be grateful I cut your water uh, off. Well, he would just, you know, like. You should be grateful I could have cut your electricity off too, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, yeah Mike, don't get it twisted. Michael Michael had an issue too. But I think that Roman is capable of that. Again, with the right grooming. I think Roman, if given the correct grooming and injections of confidence. Yeah. Roman could run this company. Is it ever going to happen? Probably not. But. Yeah, Roman could. Roman's capable. If, if he got his social skills in order. Even if he didn't. I think that Roman's version, I think if he had a, fr- a front person mm-hmm. to take meetings for him, mm-hmm. but decision making, even in his shitty comments and his sl- slick ass comments, mm-hmm. he brings up important questions. Yeah. I think him and I think him and Jerry would make an amazing team. Amazing. Yeah, they and they keep make, hinting at it. Yeah. They would make an amazing team. And, and I think it's getting to the point now, maybe the disrespect for, um, Maybe the disrespect that like Logan is giving to Jerry, maybe 
Roman might be internalizing that and, and mentally filing that like, nah, you fucking because he he has a genuine love for her. Yes. So, you know, he's in these rooms when Logan is talking shit. Like you're being really mean to the only woman who has ever really loved me. Right. And yeah. so so Logan may I mean, excuse me, uh, Roman may be internalizing that in a way that we haven't even seen yet. I'll to, buy that. To where he's willing to like he's willing to jump out. He's going to die for it. Yeah. yeah. He's willing to die about Jerry. You know what I'm saying? Like I could totally see that happening. Oh, because man, Jerry, dog, talk about good counsel. She was like Genko, bro. She was giving up the she was giving up the real wartime plays. If these were black people, right? Yeah. Jerry would have walked in, my nigga, fuck is you doing? The fuck is you doing? <laughs> like Slim. If Jerry <laughs> yeah. was from Southeast, my nigga, fuck is you doing, dummy? Like, yeah. what is you doing, Slim? She was giving What's up happening? The plays, dog. She was giving up the, the real Olivia Pope plays. And all he had to do was listen. That's it. That's it, but his fucking ego, dog. That patriarchy shit. It's that patriarchy shit. And I think, again, it's proving, and I'm not super woke, guys, but I think, again, it's proving that patriarchy harms everyone. Mm -hmm. Patriarchy and misogyny isn't just harmful to women. Mm -hmm. It is most harmful to men. It puts them at a disadvantage, not most harmful, but it's also harmful to men. Mm. Puts them at a disadvantage to emote, at a disadvantage to make mistakes, mm -hmm. at a disadvantage to gain wise counsel. Yeah. Um, it puts them in positions where they might have more power or blame than they want or need. Yeah. And I think that that's what both of these men are proving. It's like, if Logan had listened to Jerry, he could have sent over whatever he felt like send sending over right. and still gotten over. Right. If Kendall had just listened to Lisa, he could be at home with his kids somewhere, mm -hmm. letting all this shit blow over, letting Logan and them make a mess of themselves. Because keep in mind, if Kendall had stayed quiet, they would have jumped off the, off the window and started mm -hmm. just going, they, the quiet would have killed Logan. Mm -hmm. He would have started this tirade that um, that Shiv just started. Yeah. Would have started a long time ago. And it would have gotten vicious. And Lisa would have told him, easy fi like you said, an easy fix. Yeah, easy fix. These people hate me. They're trying everything they can to divert from the real issue. And the real issue is the sexual misconduct they right. allowed and the trafficking they allowed to happen. Yeah. Well, let's be clear. That, that letter at the end doesn't come out if Kendall never walks in the building. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. That's what I got mean. It, got like it, got it. if they and if they both had listened to the women who, yeah. like you said in the beginning, sure should have been. I didn't even pay attention to that until you said it. It's yeah. like yeah, these two women who were told they're going to be in charge. Again, this false sense of power, yeah. which is a lot. A lot of times, what happens in the workplace, especially sure. at this level, because of patriarchy. Yeah. This fault. I'm gonna. You're a figurehead. No more. Yeah. People see you around. That's enough. Yeah. But if you actually listen to them. They might save your life. They might save you. Well, you know, it's, you know, the thing is we always, there's that saying that like, this is chestnut checkers. This is chestnut checkers. Sometimes it's checkers. Well, well beyond <laughs> that, but like this, this is chess. Chess is, the, the name of chess is, the game of chess is protect the king, right? Mm -hmm. And the queen just happens to be the most powerful piece on the board. And the king doesn't have to, doesn't move except a castle. He doesn't have to do much. All he has to do is switch to that rook and castle. And let the queen and the bishop handle everything else. That's it, dog. Like, like, but, but, but that takes a see. The optics of that is like the king on the board. The king is not as valuable asset wise and movement as the queen. But the whole game is about the king. Yeah. So it's like you have to tuck in your ego with mobility, mm -hmm. the mo your mobility, in order to gain. The success of the game. I love when black men make chess references. Yeah, well, the best scene in the wire is yeah. when D'Angelo Barksdale was the king. The king stayed a king. He explained the whole shit. He was like, you know, Stringer man, you know, you know, 
you know, Stringer, he like the queen, you know, he moved. I forget. It's anyway. always good to try to do the voices. The voice makes you forget. You can just say it. The voice, nah, the voice, that was a good D'Angelo Bark still. I know. Come on, you gonna stop fronting on me, God. Only nigga that got me on 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 impressions is Jay Farrell. Shout out to Jay. Enough. He the only nigga that got me in this world on impressions. It, the only one, huh? <laughs> yeah. and, o- and only listen, the king of impressions. And, has and you, listen, right? and that's a small margin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shout out the hometown hero, right? Jay because Farrell, we man. love Jay, we're not gonna. Yeah, like, but... yeah, nah. He the, he the goat with that. No, he is absolutely the best. We're talking about how close you think you are to him. Yeah. Who? Yeah. yeah. No, no. I'm, yeah. Call him and ask him. He'll tell you, yo, Treasy, the, the, the best impression is after me, dog. I think that Jay cares deeply for your friendship. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he would back me just for the, just for the, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. What, what else, what else you got on your notes? I'm, I'm, I'm going through mine real quick. On my notes, nothing, but I do want to talk about real life, Logan Roy. <laughs> okay. Hit me with it. Apparently, the actor who plays Brian Cox, I think. Yeah, Brian Cox, a phenomenal actor. He's an asshole. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> I mean, every he just tells us that with every character he plays. Yeah, he might not be playing a character. <laughs> even 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 with the new, you know, he goddamn sounds like an asshole in the McDonald's commercial. That's him. <laughs> yeah, the new McDonald's commercials. I might not have seen that. Well, I, I, I couldn't. I mean, you don't ever see him. I'm talking about you hear the voice. Okay. When, whenever you hear that ba da ba ba ba, and it's like a whisper sound. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that's Logan Roy. That's Brian Cox. Yeah, he's he's an amazing actor. He's in a lot of shit that you probably didn't realize, but he's just so good at like. Even though he has the, he looks like a typical white dude, like wild ass white dude. Yeah. He camouflages so well. Like he he knows the assignment every time he steps on screen, man. And and he loses himself. One of my favorite performances of his is um, if you ever seen Spike Lee's Twenty Fifth Hour with um, Edward Norton and, um, and oh Brian, Brian Cox also hates Edward Norton. Does he? Well, they were in the movie together. They were. He said he's a nice lad, but a bit of a pain in the ass because he fancies himself as a writer director. Yeah, I can see that. It was, yeah, so they were in um, they were in Twenty Fifth Hour together. Brian Cox mm-hmm. played his father. Yeah. So they had a lot of scenes together. So I can, I've heard stories about, Edward Norton's an amazing actor, but I've heard stories about his pretentiousness and just how difficult he is. On, and, you know, I don't, I don't know how real that is, but. Oh, well, he wrote an autobiography and he admitted to it. Yeah. Basically. I can see that though. He said Steven Seagal is ludicrous in real life as he appears on screen. Hey. He radiates a studied serenity as though he's on a higher plane than the rest of us. And while he's certainly on a different plane, no doubt about that. It's probably not a higher one. <laughs> he said David Bowie's not a good actor. He's a great pop star, but not acting. I agree with that. I yeah. agree with that wholeheartedly. He but, finds but Quentin Tarantino's work meretricious. It's all surface. Hey, we just learned that word last episode. Meretricious is very self-serving. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. He said he walked out of Pulp Fiction. I, I don't agree with that. But, but hey, man, you know. To each his. I'm gonna tell you where I should have walked out of Pulp Fiction. It's the dead nigger storage scene. Yeah. Yeah. I, that. I'm. T- yeah. Quinn. I got beef with Quinn forever for that. I know he doesn't give a fuck. But no. I, if I ever, if if we ever came face to face, he gonna have to answer. Cause he. Cause I'm gonna tell you what. Quentin can't whoop my ass. Period. Let's just, just be clear about that. I think that. Quentin Tarantino uses his films to get out his racism. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think that's pretty obvious. That's why I can't watch them anymore. I think when I got old enough to realize what was happening. Yeah. I was like, oh, you're racist and you you feed into, again, progressive whites, liberal yeah. whites, into saying, oh, it's film, it's theater, it's a story, I can do it this way. Yeah. 
when it's just really racist tropes about every ethnicity. Yeah, I was about to say he doesn't. I, I will say he's very like at least he's equal consistent. opportunity hater. Yeah, hate, he he, yeah. Told, he he got a problem with everybody. You know what I'm saying? But you know it is what it is. A nigga look like a fucking alien song. Yeah, he's like uh, he died last week. Yeah. Um. Uh, shout out to Quentin Tarantino. Boy, fuck you. Yeah, I said what I said. Yeah, I mean, no, me too. Out. I don't give that. That nigga can't whoop my ass. Yeah. Um. Uh, what else here, man? Uh. Okay. So I mean, we grazed through it, but the whole scene with um Shiv writing that statement and and. You know, writing that statement and wanting Logan, excuse me, wanting Roman and Connor to sign it. Oh, presenting. I thought you, I thought I missed something where we saw her writing. Oh, no, hell no, yeah. hell no. Um, and obviously she did that shit out of anger. You know, she's spitting the nigga fucking planner. Yep. She's, she's, she's another one that's, a, she's a, Shiv, I just don't like Shiv. She's, like, she's the one that I can comfortably say out of all the children, I just don't like her. She's Hillary Clinton to me. Whoa, talk about it. Um, like like we keep saying, this guise of I want good things as long as I can be in charge of them. Right? This can mm. work if I do it. Like you said, she knows that Kendall's idea is right. Mm-hmm. She knows Kendall's right. She knows her father is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. She knows her father knew it was happening. Mm-hmm. That people around knew it's happening. And in her mind, she thinks that she can be the person to fix it. Mm-hmm. I can make all of this right. If everyone would just listen to me and let me be in charge, mm-hmm. then I can fix it. Mm. right it's and it's only going to work if i can and if you go against me then you're against women mm-hmm. and then you're against all these things and it's the pantsuits but it's just she is very much the fake progressive white woman mm-hmm. this can work if you let me do it right right yeah because again like we keep saying kendall's idea isn't bad mm-hmm. but she only wants to believe in it if she can be yeah, at the head she, of it yeah if she's on the saddle uh, yeah and I mean, let's be clear. I think, um, I think Kendall's. I think where Kendall wants to take the company is ultimately fucked up. Right? He wants to do the metaverse, which is yeah. I wanted to talk about that. Okay, yeah, the metaverse. Shout out to everybody who owns that. Who who got Decentraland? Who has yeah? All all them all you them. Get me again. Yeah, all them fucking metaverse tokens that are going through the roof. But go ahead, though. I'm sorry. So I think it's. It's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I don't want to be on a watch list, so we're not going to talk about why it's interesting. Okay. But it is interesting to me that this show spoke about basically turning this media company mm-hmm. into the leader of information and connection. Mm-hmm. And then two days later, Mark Zuckerberger. Why you call him Zuckerberg? Because dumbass little Boosie calls him that, and it's funny. <laughs> Two idiots. Zuckerberg. Um, announces Meta, mm-hmm. right, and make it very clear his plan for Meta is to create an alternate reality mm-hmm. that you can live on the internet. Mm-hmm. That should bother you. Oh, that's a fucking fact. Right. Yeah. Um, and. While I understand how it benefits people who are capitalizing and and uh, I want to be nice because you're into crypto and NFTs, I I yeah. think th- there are two sides. It's predatory. Yeah, it's pre- it's extremely predatory. There there are people who 
think that this oh this is the next wave of it no it's not yeah. and then there are people like you who are like no i'm finna make so much a lot of money right now and then yeah. i'll pull out this is dumb as fuck yeah no it's crazy but some of y'all are y'all are willing to be commodified i'll buy you well i told i that but that was my revelation is that i told you the process of globalization is built on democracy and so like people are legitimately asking for this Right. So that's the old like, but but we've been incrementally groomed into this space. But to now like, they're going full force. Yeah. People don't. That's what. So that's what my, I'm sorry to get, get off on this tangent. That's what I was trying to say okay. last episode was that. I think I'd already cut you out of my I was already pissed off at that point. Yeah. Sorry. Is that people are willing to sign up for their own demise. And give their rights as a person over to big entities. Because now they think it's cool. It's not even exactly. about, it's not even about, oh, we're going to benefit. You just think it's cool. It's exactly. Like people are buying NFTs of pixelated whales. It's wild. And they're calling themselves like futurist. And we're going to, you're telling me it's going to be decentralized, but then you go and like join forces with people and literally like there are now NFT groups. I want you guys to know you're just making a bank. Yeah. Right. When you start grouping all of your Ethereum and, and whatever coins you're using yeah. to buy NFTs as as a group of people, mm -hmm. that's called a cooperative. Yeah. Cooperative hedge fund. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a bank. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting to me how this seems to. Uh, again, it's it's paralleling a lot of things that are actually happening. Yeah. And that is how that happened. We have to talk about it. Right. But how that happened? Yeah. I. I, I we're not I mean, talking about it. I mean, I mean, listen. HBO is owned by Time Warner. I got my conspiracy theorist hat on. Yeah, there's yeah. you know Warner. There's pretty much like three. There's like I, yo, it's crazy. Shout out to my boy Chris, man. I was literally just having this conversation. I want to have it here because I feel like our audience would would really totally understand. Our audience it. And, is smart, and, yeah. and, and and we've jumped on this now. Okay, there's like three major companies that own like everything to give the illusion from, of it not being a monopoly from an image perspective yeah right so that the way that works on like a family tree right it's like this company and then there'll be like 20 companies underneath the branch of this company and then those 20 companies have created 20 companies so essentially like three i would say less than 10 companies in this world own everything mm-hmm on everything information natural resources and it might be four families Right. Okay. So what happens is little shit like movies and things like this become propaganda. HBO. It not only does it become propaganda, but I just on the scale of it. Right. I just want to think the scale, like legitimately what these companies are. It's the marketing budget mm. for the agenda. Right. So like if you want to push the agenda towards, if you want to push the agenda towards um, I don't know if you want to push the, the military needs more people. We need more people in the military. Oh, okay, cool. Well, let's come out with movies like, you know, behind enemy lines. Jar let's come out, jar, let's come out with a string of them that makes the military look really. And there was a period in time around the war, but I do want us to be careful when we start talking about movies and music, having an agenda that there are some things that are an agenda, some things that aren't. Right. Well, I, I don't want us to say everything about a movie that comes out. Sure. Isn't it, yeah. It's, it's not. But but stuff like this, though, I believe it because two days later. Yeah. This and Mark Zuckerberg is not a real person. Did I already say this? How probably, he, I mean, he's he, he's been looking metaversy for a long time. Damn. <laughs> did, I, did we talk about the Sweet Baby Race? No, we didn't. 
And I don't know if, if he's just trolling. I don't know if there was money involved. I don't know if it was come, some kind of weird signal to someone else, right? Mm-hmm. Zuckerberger is giving a speech, of course, a virtual one because because he's in the meta- he's been promoting the metaverse because he's not real. Yeah, yeah. He's he's if Mark Zuckerberg ever existed, mm-hmm. he's been dead a long. I know his name is Zuckerberg, by the way, guys. Right. He's been dead a long time, right. or he doesn't want to be around. Yeah. All you've ever seen is claymation. This is representation, this right? But he's giving a speech and he's standing in what looks like some benign room in his home, uh-huh. and behind him is a picture of a dog that looks odd uh-huh. right like it don't look like a dog but it's supposed to be a dog like it looks like a sims dog Ooh. but it's a photo okay like it's supposed to be a picture of his dog but it looks like a sims dog got it and there's a bookshelf above that picture uh-huh. and there's books right and at the edge of the books keeping the books up as a bookend is an unopened bottle of sweet baby race <laughs> I am not making that up. What? It's an unopened bottle. Oh, you got to pull this up on YouTube when we're done with this. I don't. I can show you. I can. Yeah, show I mean, later. We'll, yeah. later because I don't I'll post it the, on the yeah. Instagram too. But there's a bottle of sweet baby race. This nigga don't. First of all, one you don't eat. You do, but you don't put it on there. You don't go out and buy the motherfucking sweet baby rays to be misplaced on a bookshelf or wherever you're talking about that it's at, right? Like, yeah, it's it's being used as a bookend. It's not on the bookshelf. It's being used. It's not just bookend. on. It is a bookend. Wow, that's and it, crazy. and like you kind of zoom in and think, okay, maybe it's like uh, like uh, you know, just in the design. No, yeah, it's product placement, right? For what though? Right. What are you saying? Yeah. And that seems I know like really tinfoil hatish, but it's Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. So I think that we're allowed to have on tinfoil hats with him. For sure. But yeah, just stuff like that. It, just very weird things. Uh, it, yeah, I got to see that. But uh, I'm going to rewind to something that you said. You said you don't think that everything is an agenda. No. I, see, I'm going to be honest. I think I think everything is an agenda. I think if it comes through one of the, if it comes through major distribution and it makes it, you know, one of these major distribution outlets that is that is directly owned by one of the, the the top three or the top 10 or whatever, I think there is an agenda. Now, whether or not that agenda is like if we're, very extreme is the question. If but, we can agree that sometimes agendas are to distract the public, then I'll agree with you. Oh, for sure. I, th- I think I, that's I the challenge. I hate when we get on the whole gay agenda thing is what I was trying to make sure that we made space for. Oh, okay. When we start seeing movies about like um, gay people representation or just dumbass movies like yeah. fucking Napoleon Dynamite, right? Right. Sure, I think that an agenda can be representation. Yeah. For whatever, and people, I I agree, can have nefarious reasons for wanting to provide representation. Right. I'll agree to that. And I also agree that there are times where they want to distract people with stupidity. That's an agenda. Yeah. Okay. So if we yeah. can agree those are things, I just don't like the oh, idea absolutely. of, oh, we want to make everybody violent. We want to make everyone get like, yeah. okay. No, I, I, I don't think agendas have to be that extreme. I want to make sure we but, outline that as well. Responsibly. Got it. I, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. Agen- yeah. For sure. Um, so, so yeah. So what Kendall is trying to take uh, Waystar Royco is actually a very fucked up. Like in the long run, he's fucked up too. He's just mm-hmm. going to be fucked up in another decade, <laughs> you know, of, um, of where, of where Lo- he's going to be Logan, but like the virtual, like, like the IP version of he's Logan. He's going to think he's good. At yeah. least Logan's, if, you got to give Logan one thing. Yeah. He is honest with himself about who he is. Well, that's the evolution. Yeah. The, the evolution is like, is deception, right? The, like, you ever seen that movie um, Ex Machina? Yes. 
I've been calling it Ex Machina, but whoa, okay, yeah, Ex Machina. So, so that was the ultimate. That was the ultimate intelligence of artificial intelligence is the ability to, to deceive. Mm-hmm. So that's the natural evolution, right? Like human beings are so primitive. I, I feel this, and I'm going to say this, and then you start evolving. Like, oh, wait a minute, saying just saying how I feel kind of has an abstract. Right. It kind of has a lot of opposition. Maybe yeah. if I say something, but I don't really mean something, I can get a little further. You know, that to me, that, that mm. the, the evolution of mankind is deception, or at least that's part of the software. That's part of the upgrade is, is the ability to deceive. Fun fact. I'm super into like science and AI in general. Okay. And for ethical people, mm-hmm. that is the exact reason why they are fighting so hard for AI to not be created, right? So mm-hmm. when you create AI, you have this what's called a black box. Have I talked about this here before? You, you, have, you mentioned the black box for sure. Yeah. yeah so the black box will correct itself. Mm-hmm. So like you said about lying, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say the black box objective is to get you to use only Clorox wipes. Mm-hmm. And you say, oh, I really just like Lysol wipes because of A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. The black box will take that information and say, well, it has to be a Clorox wipe, but I'll tell, I'll rewrap it in Lysol and do this. So the wipe gets used, mm. right? That it, it's just math at that point inside. And you, once you make the black box, you can't fix it because it's going to fix, it's supposed it's to be self-contained. Yeah. Right. And that's really the reason why um, a lot of ethical people mm-hmm. are pushing back on mass AI. Yeah. Well, for that reason right there. I I mean, I think I think um, programming robots to think like humans. You program your bias into them. Actually, you can't avoid it because you're a human. You have to make it. Right. Yeah. You program your bias. I think that's the ultimate. That's the hello. That. Yeah. That's destruct. I mean, listen, I don't because I don't want to get into how I feel about like the ultimate creator. Right. Like, I I feel like this this is the same. This is the same storyline in a different book. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Westworld, this is what Westworld pretty much was all about. Right. Like, um, you know, when you put your biases into these things um, and, and you create these alternate beings, um, How do they kill you. <laughs> right. <laughs> they, they, they're going to destroy everything you made because they don't have that sentiment and that attachment to it. Which is funny because that's probably how Logan ended up with these kids. That's yo, fam. Michael Corleone. He normalized such an amount of disdain that he ended up with a Roman. He ended up with a Shiv, a Connor. It's the it's and Kendall's the glitch, and that might be why Ken. That's probably why Kendall's an addict, (laughs) right? And why he is so emotionally inept. He's the glitch. Yeah. Well, see, right. Well, see, to me, that's part of that's part of the program. To me, I would I would put. I get what you're saying. To me, if we're gonna put the glitch though, I would put that on Connor. I think Connor's the glitch, right? Like I think, I think you are I, really attached to Connor, and I don't see it. I know, but and, and I could be very, very, very wrong. But I'm, I just look at no, not what the glitch in as far as who's gonna overthrow. Yeah, I mean the glitch as far in um, who's going to remain like me. Because if oh, you're okay. right, I believe that Connor is like Logan, just a a smarter like he's evolved. Yeah, he has taken it and said, hmm. I want that outcome, yeah. but that's not working. It's the so deception. the black box is correcting itself, yeah, right? Yeah. I think Kendall's black box is not correcting itself appropriately uh-huh. is what I'm saying. Okay. I think that like we just said, like you, you build upon it yeah. and it's, hmm, if I can pretend to be nicer than my dad, yeah, but still want the same things, I see how people respond to him. Yeah. So I'll just do differently with the same 
outcome. Right. That's where Shiv finds herself constantly and it doesn't work for her. Mm-hmm. Um, Kendall's trying to not do that, but he's like glitching because it's like, oh, it's all I really know how to do. Oh God, this is so hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But Connor, if you're right, Connor's the only one evolving appropriately. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think so. I, you know, that that it's very interesting, man. Like, I know we've never had this conversation, but the concept of generational wealth is just a very, very, very like um, it, it's a very corrosive concept, right? Explain. I, okay, and and I know that's kind of like the buzzword, especially for black black people. Like, I'm not I'm not saying that chasing generational wealth is a is. Why you, do you call it corrosive? I guess what I'm because I get what you're saying until you said corrosive. Because um. because it's all about preservation right it's all about hoarding you have to hoard resources Mm -hmm. you have to hoard things in order for them to be passed along to other people that didn't earn them that didn't learn how that didn't really understand how to what these resources mean to the universe they're just they're just they're just tasked with having them right so so to me, the whole concept of gener- generational wealth is very corrosive because it takes out the element of just like, um, it, depending on how it's done, uh, there's always ca- caveats, caveats, however you say that word. But depending on the instruction and the, um, I think the expectation of what you, you have to do to obtain these things, mm-hmm. it's very difficult dangerous because you're literally giving a child keys to an airplane so you're saying the spoiled rich kid is corrosive that yeah. style you're more of a warm but uh, more of a shack i'm rich these little niggas happen to live here if you would like some of this prove to me why i do the work it's yours of course but you can't get it until you do the work yeah, I, I understand i understand both concepts no no right but you're saying yeah. that one is corrosive versus the way that shack wants to do it is you got to go to school you got to get a business plan. What do you do? You have to work the way that I did. Right. I am absolutely your bank. Yeah. But I'm a bank, if that's the case. That, right. You don't have to pay me back, but you do have to prove to me. Yes. Why? You, okay. I, I feel in my in my peasley, measly little brain that does not ha, was not afforded generational wealth, nor have I accumulated it at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that is that seems like a better response to creating people that are responsible with power. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I'm sure there's anomalies of people that get power. You know, Blue Ivy might turn out to be the most ethical person of all time. Yeah. Right? Possibly. I doubt it. She's going to be very talented, but I doubt she'll be extremely. The The concept of ethics, depending on where you sit in the totem pole or where your parents sat in the totem pole, that concept does not exist. It's unnecessary. To you. Yeah. It doesn't exist to you because you don't have to think for yourself. Because And also there's no such thing as an ethical billionaire. Let's um, start there. So, like, did you ever see that? Sorry to cut you off. Did you ever see that video? Um, it was on when, when Bill Gates was on the Ellen Show. No. And, okay. There was a, there's and it's a it's a funny sketch, but it's very telling. When Bill Gates was on Ellen DeGeneres' show, and she had this game where basically she had like just real typical things that you can buy in a supermarket, and, and he didn't he, know how much they cost. He just had to guess the price. Yeah. And it was insane and it was like from before he ever had any money like he was guessing super low prices because he just had no concept right he just had no concept of natural like the things that you and i have to worry about on a daily basis 
he's not even connected to that. Yeah, I can see that. You, you know what I'm saying? So so that goes into ethics too. See, he he might have a, I don't know Bill Gates' background. I don't know what his parents did for a living. I don't know how he acquired the ability to his be around computers. His parents gave him a substantial Okay, loan. so he, the, he was well off. The idea of ethics to him- Don't exist. It doesn't exist. And it's not that doesn't exist. I think the idea of ethics to him present itself at, should I be testing vaccines on small villages in obscure countries in Africa? Right. Like that's, but when it comes down to simple, should milk cost $10 a gallon? Right. He doesn't have to balance that. I think that it's all codes. Yeah. I think I can buy that. Right. Like even with blue Ivy, she's, if I, if I have a Holy Trinity, blue Ivy is, is the Holy spirit part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I'm not, it breaks my heart that Jay-Z and Beyonce are billionaires. Love that for them. But I know there's no way to become a billionaire ethically. Yeah. Um, and Blue Ivy and her little brother and sister growing up in that it's I hope they're not a Kendall, Shiv and, and Roman mm-hmm. but what else could they be Yeah, they, they've never had you know what I mean like they've yeah. never even you can't even like uh, what's the word you can't even like fake struggle for them mm-hmm. you can't even build it in to make them kind of experience your life is so grandiose that you can't even manufacture struggle for these children. Mm-hmm. You couldn't even pretend to teach them to be grateful. Yeah. Their baseline is it's Tuesday. Let's go on the French Riviera. That's it. You know what I mean? That's their baseline. Yeah. Everything that you are as a person, I'm not everything, but the majority of who you are as an adult right now, a mm-hmm. responsible adult, it came. Responsible? It, okay, more responsible than you were ten years ago. I would Very assume. true. Yes. Okay. We'll so <laughs> all of that came from runoff runoffs from experience of struggle. So your concept of responsibility probably is rooted in I don't want to be back in that place ever again. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you don't have a that a back place, in that place, yeah. Hello. Or you have to become more brutal, right? Because if that's the case, then you think being a billionaire is not enough. It's not enough. Everything. I read a book in college called Ishmael by Daniel Quinn. Okay. I've been meaning to read that. Meaning to read that. Amazing book. Is it one of that? I was already kind of on my like, just you know, um, very like metaphysical about how I think about the world. Mm -hmm. But that really helped. um, That really helped like outline it. Right. That really helped put it in a specific place. And um, there's a concept where they talk about lock and key resources under lock and key, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that just sort of being like the impetus to to, to you know, to that, like the, the, the whole concept of scarcity. Right. Like if people manufacture if, scarcity. Yeah. Yeah. Manufacture for sure. So, you know, if you believe if you believe that resources are finite then you're going to fight for your position into keeping them. You and know, you're not finite guys. You're, you're going to keep things under lock and key, Yeah. you know, and, and that breeds, you know, that breeds counterintelligence. Now, you know, what's the hove line? Um, the street school is to spend our money foolish. Uh, 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 b- some borrow from jewelers and watch for intruders. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when you're taught that something can be taken away from you, then you start to spit your counterintelligence budget and your security budget starts to look a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know, Tony Montana, right? When right. He, when he, you know, when he had niggas all at his, you know, do, running security, he's sitting around watching the monitors, you know, like you become a slave to like, nobody's going to take this shit from me. When in reality, I think it's hilarious. When I tell people this and they fact check it, they're always like, what? All of America could live in Alaska. Every single person. That. I can believe that. Yeah, Alaska's huge. It could be a four- Four people to a house, uh-huh. 
in Alaska, you could all have a house with like, I think it's a an eighth of an acre or something like that. And there'd still be space in Alaska oh, wow. for every single American citizen. Yeah. So like, there's no such thing as running out of resources. Right. Like it's, it's not a real thing. What What is a real thing is people hoarding them. Yes. What is a real thing is people providing this um, false scarcity. Yes. Um, so when people, and I think that is why that's what people mean when they say there's no such thing as an ethical billionaire. Yeah. Because to do that, you have to manufacture this sense of scarcity yes. and make it so a, a needed natural right to life thing like water or electricity or somewhere to live or clothing mm -hmm. or food, right? Like we're, there's streams outside and you're paying for water. Mm -hmm. That's insane to me. Mm -hmm. But things like that, people get rich off of things like that. Yes. The, uh, competition. It breeds like scarcity breeds competition. But I don't, but people shouldn't there that uh, I just want to explain what because people are like, how can you not be ethical billionaire? They worked for it. Yeah. They didn't. Yeah. Do you think how much does a billionaire make an hour? Do you think anyone is worth that an hour? The answer is no. Well, then, then it, right, and it, it really also depends on your moral compass when when you talk about um, ethical. You know, ethics is a very sliding scale for a lot of people. Well, what I mean is, you had to purposely put someone in harm's way right. to become a billionaire, knowingly. Right. So, so okay, absolutely. I see. I, I'm on par with you. Mm -hmm. There's some people you ever talked to you ever t man I know this this episode I mean we we've talk, given yeah. we've given you all a succession at this point so yeah. whatever like Sorry, we're, guys. we're giving you we're giving you economics lessons at yeah. this point have you ever talked to have you ever talked to uh, a white person that tries to justify slavery where where you say where you say because I have conversations with all types of people do you think I've talked to a white person who would try to justify you, slavery you should you should no. I, I think it's I think it's important to I can't hear control what, my hands uh, here's the thing. It's you got to learn how to control that, and I'll tell you why. Because you, ha we, if if there was a community of all people that looked like you and mm -hmm. all people that thought like you, yes, utopia. You don't need to hear what other people think, but we live amongst wolves. You need to understand how wolves. That's why hunt. I do. I think that everyone, okay. everybody has a position to play. Yeah. That's not. That's not your thing. I'm gonna fuck it up. Okay, you a soldier. I got it. Yeah. No, so, I'm not a soldier either. But I don't need to be out here having meetings with white people. Like, I, I got this, you. No. So if you ever sometimes, I have conversations, and this has happened before, where to us slavery was we were stolen, we were commodified, and we were worked to death mm -hmm. for the gain of for the financial gain. Of pretty much poor white people that didn't have shit mm -hmm. and couldn't deal with the sun because they're melanin recessive. Yeah. Okay. So they're it was allergic. Isn't that now, crazy? I, now for me, I've been able to reconcile slavery just understanding it was business, it was economics. I'm not saying I'm happy about it, but I, to me, I find there's a firm understanding of things. Like mm -hmm. I think if we weren't valuable in that way, we wouldn't have been enslaved. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So I, I I reconcile it that way. But if sometimes you'll talk to a white person that says. Yeah, but y'all were given a place to live and food to eat. Nigga, what the fuck was we doing before you came over there to I Africa? Know, but that, but their perspective, their perspective is that, okay, yeah, you were enslaved. I've had a conversation like that, not about slavery. Yeah. But I've had a conversation about, in college, I'll never forget this because I almost lost control of my hands. Okay. Um, This white girl was speaking about the civilization, this, the civilizing. Mm-hmm of African people. Mm -hmm. One, I said, which African people? Mm -hmm. And she's like, just African people. I said, you know, there's like 54 countries on that continent, but whatever, right. you know. 
And she began to say, like, uh, you know, like clothing and running water and electricity. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, that y'all didn't invent any of that. Mm. And they're stupid, right? I think that, and that's the whole thing with critical race theory, right? It's about protecting the stupidity of some white people. Mm-hmm. Because she truly in her mind was like, no, we gave that to you. I'm thinking, Egypt had aqueducts, yeah. like, before you guys even existed. Yeah. Timbuktu had electricity. Right. Like, well, yeah. BC. You you see it in America, in American history. Damn, and not even just that. Like, do y'all know y'all was dying before we taught you that you should probably wash your ass? Yeah. Ring around the rosy pocket full of posies is about the fact that y'all didn't wash your fucking ass. Wow, I didn't know that. That's that, interesting. It's about the bubonic plague. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did know that. I'm true. Right? I did know that. There yeah. was a time where in, I, I'm pretty sure it was Europe or it was here. I don't know. White people in between, per, in between doing autopsies mm-hmm. and delivering babies weren't washing their hands. So mm. babies were dying, right? Mm. And then a doctor brought up, hey, we should probably just implement this practice. It's, it's been a big thing in my hospital. It's worked. They put him in jail for being insane. They mm. put him in an insane asylum for him to wash his fucking hands. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Like, but, but. It's pre-COVID. I'm calming down. Yeah. Because I'm about to go left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, it's, um, the, okay. A very easy way to understand the psychology of, of like how that kind of person thinks. It's just quite, quite frankly, this, this is how you, this is how you understand who you're dealing with. When you're talking to people that like try to justify the, the, the angry people that say like all lives matter and, and shit like that, which fine. OK, they do. You know what I'm then saying? Let's like, worry about the black ones. Then. Well, I'm not like, I, and I'm not caping on either side of it. But but what a very simple way to set to figure out who you're dealing with. G- give me your give me a little bit of like African-American history. That's not slavery. Mm-hmm. That's not Jim Crow. And that's not Dr. Martin Luther King. Right. What else you got? Right. That tells you everything you need to know. Because that's what we're literally reduced to one bullet point every century. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, slavery, civil war, uh, Abraham Lincoln freed you. Because he um, wanted to enslave and, and, Chinese and people. Martin Luther King. It literally is. Those are the bullet points. And and so, so that just kind of shows you that like there is a. There is a concentrated effort to erase our contribution to everywhere that we exist in. There is a there, there is a specific Christian agenda <laughs> if you if you want to be real about it. Yeah. If you just want to say where it's coming from, I have learned to call that a Christian, good Christian people because there exists extremists everywhere. Yeah, right. Yeah. I have learned that there's a term for that, and it's called crystal fascism. Okay, Christ, Christo, Christo fascism. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I, I want to be. I'm. I am an atheist. Yeah. Agnostics probably better, but okay. I don't subscribe to any religion. Right. But I I try to be better about saying how uh, ascribing the terrible things about everyone's religion to the actual religion itself versus right. extremist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a word for that, Christo fascism. And and yeah, and because you're absolutely right. I don't yeah. want you know. There's there's so. It, the well is so deep that like yeah you know anyway but yeah that's there there is there is just How did uh, we, get here? we got uh, it was it's trackable if you rewind <laughs> it's trackable for sure you know uh, you know and I don't want to get into like the whole you know like it's fitting to get real black in here it is it's already gotten there yeah. but I'm you know 
quite frankly, we ain't got no sponsors, so I ain't finna go on a Nick Nick Cannon apology tour. Period. Even, you know honestly, even if we did have sponsors, at least six would not be apologizing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. said what I said. But the, the shit is what it is. And, and that's how that's how I shut it down every time. That's how I know how far to take like some of my points. Whether or not I'm, I'm making points or I need to be making history lessons when I'm talking to somebody is give me your perception of black history in America. Like, just what do you know about black history? And it's always the same thing. Oh, my gauge about that is always, how do you feel about the Confederate flag? Okay. Right. Like, what does it mean? Yeah. And not, even if you're like, oh, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't, I don't fly it. Okay. But what does it mean? Right. Because if you don't have the right answer, like if you say that it's the flag of the Confederacy one, that's actually not true. It's mm. not the flag of the Confederacy. Okay. It is a battle flag. It's actually a symbol of wanting to fight. Mm. That's the only time it was flown in battle. So it's, it's extremely combative that's the only reason to have it right so if you as a white person who should know your and you keep saying it's heritage you know i don't do it but right i don't trust people who don't know their own history mm. and at that point i know the things that i was raised by black panther so yeah. the things that i know simply aren't going to mix with the things that you know and i'm probably going to hurt your feelings mm -hmm. and i need to disengage because i'm i've also learned that whiteness and white people are different i think mm -hmm. a lot of time when we say quote whatever whatever about white people mm -hmm. what we're speaking to is whiteness right and and whiteness is is a is a disease of symptoms of privilege and mm -hmm. and overarching and self-importance right but it right. just comes out as white people of course good white people exist of, yeah, course, of course white yeah. people who want to do good things but when we speak in absolutes it's about whiteness yeah, right yeah. so and there's some black people that are agents of white supremacy. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah for Absolutely. sure. That's where all skin and Kimbo come in. Yeah. Um, but I think when you're having that conversation about whiteness, it can hurt people. Mm -hmm. And I think there are times, well, I don't really care if you get hurt about it, if you're who I'm talking about. But there are also people who want to unlearn that. Yes. And Jane Elliott said it best. If you are, if you are a white person who went to school in America and you're not racist, the school system failed you. <laughs> oh, that's deep. It's true. That's deep. If you are a yeah. right, if you are a white person who is not racist and racist and prejudice are different words. Yeah. So you can think that you love black people and still be very deeply racist. Yeah. Um, and if you're not, the school system has failed you. Yeah, that's a fact. So if you're trying to unlearn things, I am not the person to help you unlearn. Right. And I also don't want in, to get in the way of your unlearning because I will turn you off to it because yeah. I'm going to make you feel two inches small if you get to playing with me. Yeah. So I've learned, okay, you know what? Explain the Confederate flag to me. Right. Oh, it's a heritage thing about the Confederacy. Okay, well, you have a blessed day. Because uh, me, see, I need to leave you alone. I probably would have lost that too, though. <laughs> like, uh, you know. But I would have explained it to you. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. A white person, though. Yeah, yeah. Your mother should have taught you that. And if she didn't, there's a reason. Right, right. Yeah, they, yeah. the rabbit hole's thick, man. Um, And and, and for the most part, see, I, I go on the notion that like, I go on the notion that everybody is inherently good and you have to do things. I believe to, the opposite. To, I know yeah. a, a lot of people do and I, and it's cool. I get it. Your experiences shape how you think. But like I, I found in my life, cause there was a point in my life where I felt like I was always having to watch my six, no pun intended. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I like, I always felt like I had to watch for the hook and I found that I spent more time and more energy watching for the hook that never came. Right. So what I started, you know, deducing in my mind is that like, oh, that's because I think I start everybody off in negative and you have to work. You have to work yourself to positive. When I started looking at every everybody as like inherently good, it changed my perspective of everything and it, and it changed my tolerance level for other people. 
You know what I'm saying? Because ultimately, that's I'm not here to. I'm, I don't want to be in conflict with motherfuckers all day. I don't want to hoard resources like Waystar, yeah. or like like Kendall. I don't want to do that. I want I want to live harmoniously. I want to raise a, a daughter that is a productive member. I want my ultimate goal in life is I want to work for my daughter. Yeah, I That'd want my, I want my daughter to start a. My daughter fired me. I <laughs> just that. by the way, she, you're no longer her editor. I'm no no. I took too long on her edit. She learned how to edit herself. Now I've been fired here. from her YouTube page. Okay, I love her. and I'm okay with that. Like, but but she made an executive decision that works best for her. Her timeline, did. and she explained it properly. She said, "Daddy, listen, you were taking too long to put out my videos, and I wanted to be consistent." Oh, yo, I'm telling my yo no Ooh. low key. My daughter got it, Joe. Look at like, what you instilled in that baby uh, already. She goes, look, we have a schedule, actually. Yeah. And over here, if you can't meet it, that's fine. But I want to avoid conflict with you. I love you. Yeah. She so, fired me, dog. I and, love that for and, her. And, and I smiled about it. But but that's my goal in life, is mm -hmm. I, want to, I want to instill everything that I've learned in life into my daughter. I want her to use it for her own because i may never get to the promised land that's going to be able to take care of her in the afterlife i have a, sure i have a life insurance policy mm -hmm. i have accounts i have things like that but you know i don't know what my daughter my daughter might have a wild ass co-cabin in the future you the know, that she has to maintain <laughs> all you right know? so your daughter might be kendall Roy? Uh, she could be you know what i'm saying and, and she might blow through that so you know her earning it and then me helping me being a consigliere to her and an asset to what she starts as opposed to her being an asset. I mean, she could be an asset to, to, to what I start too, but you know what the I've goal started, is for her to learn how to do her own. There you go. And, yeah. and to, and to utilize me in that way. So, so, but I think even, I'm sorry to cut you off, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. think that's such a, a powerful shift in parenting that most, a lot of two things, a lot of people go into parenting very selfish, uh -huh. very much. And I think that what you just explained is going into it as to serve your daughter. Yeah. Right. Like, sure. Um, and I think that's a, such a radical view that it could, that works. It's, I want you to come here and learn this and then hopefully I can stop doing it and I can, you can do it. Yeah, you can right. Do it. And, and I just want to point, that's a really radical view. And that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and Thanks. two, I don't believe people are inherently evil either. I believe people are inherently selfish. Right. So yeah. people don't really start in the negative with me. Mm -hmm. It just starts at the z at just you're just zero. Mm -hmm. It's I don't I don't know how you feel about you. I don't know how you feel about you helps you relate to the world. Mm -hmm. And I need to learn that before I assign anything to you mm -hmm. because people are inherently self-preservation is every animal's goal. Yeah. Your goal is to stay alive. Yeah. Like it's why you can't tickle yourself. Well, I never, I never noticed that. You can't tickle yourself. It's Whoa. why that you can't really draw your own blood. You can't, your brain will not let you harm your body, but so much. Whoa. I never, I never knew that. Yeah. It, it's, Whoa. it's a literal thing. Your brain will not let you harm your body, but it's like you, you could not break your skin with your teeth. And if you could, you would need to be seen by a mental, a mental health professional. Whoa. Yeah. So those are safeguards against ourselves. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, that's deep. It's why, like, when cats get, a, like, if you ever go on vacation and leave your cat, mm -hmm. your cat won't use the bathroom while you're gone. Hmm. They're hiding hmm. because their protection is gone, and now they need to hide. This time to preserve myself. Whoa. Yeah, animals, all of them have preservation tactics. Has safeguards like that, man. You're teaching me a lot right now, low key. Right. So, thank you. So I think that's my thing with humans. Mm -hmm. It's your goal is to save yourself and if not something else is wrong yeah i'm not your kid the only person you i believe that you can break that for is your child mm. right but and that's just a belief you 
technically you still can, but I imagine if you ever needed to, mm-hmm. I don't have kids, but I, I'm pretty sure I'd die for the ones I don't have yet. Got it. Um, but that's my thing with people. Your goal is to save yourself. Mm-hmm. I need to see what you mean to yourself in relation to the world. Mm-hmm. Like if I ever met Kendall, mm-hmm. I would never trust him. Insecure people make me very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Because oh, what kind of people? Insecure. Insecure. Okay. Got and it. we all have insecurities. Yeah, yeah. Don't I know that. Yeah, yeah. I, know I have saying. things I'm into, but people who live their life inferior in their own mind, mm-hmm. they're dangerous. Mm. They're extremely dangerous mm. because it becomes your need to do anything to fix your self perception. Yeah. And nobody to get other people to do it for you. Yeah. You need this validation that's never going to come because it's, it needs to be fixed within you. Right. And you'll do anything. I don't trust you. Yeah. And even people like, I guess, Connor, this delusion of grandeur. I'm this great, wonderful person. I can never do anything wrong. Yeah. You are also dangerous because yeah. in your mind, you can rationalize everything, anything that you do. Yeah. I don't want to be around you either. Yeah. But Roman, I'll take a Roman every day of the week. Yeah. I can see that. Uh, b- before season three, I would have, I would have argued you down, but I totally see it now. I think maybe that informs my soft spot for roman yeah yeah yeah. he is very logical but there's still emotion involved yeah roman has it has a um, he has a healthy balance of it all he has a healthy view of himself yeah healthy, an honest right. view of himself right he knows he's flawed but he also knows he's not stupid right and no one's changing his mind about that right yeah he might not feel he might feel insecure about that about his business acumen because it's not being fed into mm-hmm. but roman's not insecure mm-hmm even he can't get it up most times. And he's like, yeah, fuck y'all. So <laughs> want to get me up, yell at me. Right. And he's cool with it. Like it's not. So yeah, Roman healthy, aware, even if it's not a sense of self an awareness of self mm-hmm. is how I can know how, how you relate to the world and whether or not you're dangerous. Mm. Deep, deep, man. We went on a boy. How do we get, we here? went on a mission. We love y'all if you're still here. Yeah, they are though, because it, because it's all, it was all healthy conversation. Yeah. And, and I think, um, at the end of the day, that's what this show feeds into. It's 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 a like, lot it's of very much, yeah. very much like you know the money and and the success and this big, you know this big venture and this billion dollar corporation. It's all just like it's almost to the wayside. It's all clothing for these primitive instincts. Mm-hmm. We're talking about real primitive, you know, survival instincts is really what this show is about. And like you know, fucking you know, kicking birds out the nest and yeah. it's all, this is all animal shit mm-hmm. and, and all this, you know, all the money and all the glamour and glitz and the politics is just, it, you know, it's just, it's, it's accessories. They're right. Ex- they're accessories to the, the, the primitive nature. They're vain idolizations to yourself, honestly. Yeah. And um, I, I would just challenge, you know, I would just challenge people to find a show like this with black people because <laughs> it don't really exist. You wouldn't have it. Well, I, I I've never seen Greenleaf, but I feel like Greenleaf may be close or something. Are they old know. money? I think it's like old church shit. Okay, I, but because this is this is a symptom unique to wealth. Yeah, not being rich. This is what we're seeing is is the sickness of wealth. Yes, and Very that much. just is not going to happen in a Black American household for real. Yeah, well, and and you know, and America's a new country, so maybe and yeah, and, and, and Black people in America is. Free black people in America is a fairly new concept. I mean, we're talking less than two hundred years. For being honest, less than fifty. Okay, if we're being honest, yeah, if we're, like, I, if I get we're, what you're saying there. Because wealth yeah. like this involves political power. We couldn't vote till the fifties. And listen, if we're being honest, 
It still don't. It still it yeah. still ain't there. If we being like downright honest, I but. think I love this story. Probably exists in Nigeria. This story might exist in South Africa right. for us. Yeah, for us. Um, yeah. maybe even the Congo. Right. Um, I'm sure the story exists in India. Right. Ooh, I would love to see stories the about Indi- old Indian money. What's that show, White Tiger? I don't know. I, I um, Lizzie, shout out to Lizzie from the kind of movie critics. Um. She she was she was taught she was telling us about White Tiger. She kept telling me like, like yo you'll love this show, and I need to go back and watch it because she was saying it's about you know capitalism, and I think it's in reference to like Indian, because you know, Asian Indian. Well, yeah, so white people ravaged Africa mm-hmm. during colonialism. Indian people, yeah. Whew. I mean, don't get me wrong; they were also victims of colonization. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. But sometimes. Mom hits dad, dad hits kid, kid hits dog. Yeah. Right? Like, so. Mm, like, Gandhi deep. was a staunch racist. So I've heard. Who found himself in Africa a lot. Yeah, so I've teaching heard. Teaching black people to hate themselves. So I've heard. I, I, I've never really done my done my Googles and do my, done my due diligence on, on, on Mahatma Gandhi. You should. I'm not really interested, to be honest. But yeah, but maybe I should. I'll get around to it after I finish reading this black, this uh, Philadelphia Black Mafia book. Hey, I ordered that yesterday. <laughs> hey. Yeah. So, um. I think we pretty much stuck our foot all the way in the mashed potatoes here. Yeah. Um, not that our foot needs to be anywhere near mashed potatoes, but it's kind of weird. But yeah, if I knew where you're going. Uh, but is there any? St- I'm looking at my notes to make sure there's no stone that's unturned here. No, I think we're good. Any predictions? Um, I think Shiv real. They're gonna have to talk about Nirvana. They're gonna have to have a conversation about who played that fucking song. Cause. Kendall's going to ask Shiv why she did this. He's going to confront her. Hmm. Especially because his brother's signature and his father's signature is not on it. You know what's funny too? It's like, if it was rap, maybe it'd be easier to believe. Honestly. (laughs) That's not even Kendall's style. That's not even Kendall's like, yo, he was rapping L to the OG. Like, it's just, mm -mm, that wasn't Kendall. That was her father. You might be right about that. I can see her father being nefarious enough to like. The donuts? For that reason. I think we're going to. Not in next episode, but eventually we're going to see a montage of all the little moments Logan played them against each other. Yeah, all all, all the little Kaiser Soze moments. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, yeah. Because right now we have the donuts, we have Nirvana. I'm yeah. still watching for the rest. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You might be onto something there. Um, well, cool, man. I think we I think we've given you guys some very uh very palpable content this episode. Yeah. Uh, hopefully a little bit of a history lesson to some degree or a little bit of ethics lessons at the very least. The very least. You know, um, just understanding like how corrosive extreme capitalism can be because uh, it is coming and that metaverse is at the forefront of it. Um, and I'll be deleting Instagram before I can participate in it. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you right now, Look, we we got it. Shout out to my shout out to my little investment group. We talking about how to figure out how to invest in uh, <laughs> in uh, metaverse real estate as we speak. So, um, because apparently that's a real damn thing, and I'm still trying to wrap my head. I've committed myself to this. It's it's the Sims. If you want to yeah, understand it, it's, it is, it's it the, is Sims. the Sims. But but you have to use real money. Yeah, that, that it, literally the Sims. But I I I said something at the top of this year. I said I made a proclamation that there is not going to be there is not going to be a wave of this digital like transformation that we're into that we're already like knee deep into. There was a point in my life where I had blinders and blockers onto it because I was just like this shit is so far off my head and whatever whatever. I'm done with that phase of my life. 
I want to know what the fuck is going on because I because at the end of it, I want the decision of whether or not to participate or not to participate to be my doing and not because of negligence of me letting information fly over my head because I, I wasn't worthy enough to catch it. Yeah. And that's how I felt a lot, a, a lot in my life. Mm. I'm so fucking worthy. I'm James worthy. God damn it. Like, <laughs> I think my awareness keeps me so away from it. I, I have been accused of being dangerously ethical, okay. like to my detriment. Got it. Like I'm never going to buy any Bitcoin. Okay. I'm never going to buy any sock and Tesla. Yeah. I might do Ethereum since y'all are stupid enough to keep buying NFTs. Uh. But my ethics will not let me support Elon Musk, right? Uh. I'm probably I've missed out on a lot of money. Okay. Same thing with like this digital currency and stuff. Uh -huh. I, the fact that I know how evil it is, again, evil is probably a strong word, but maybe uh. not. I can't do it. I I can't. I just can't. Did you buy any Doge? No. Okay. Okay. No, I found out. I'm lying. I did. I found out Elon was a part of it and sold. Okay. When I found out he was like the reason it went up and down, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, right, get the fuck right. out of here. Because okay. I bought it a while ago. Got it. But yeah, I just, like SHIB, yeah. not doing it. Not doing all. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. no, that's that's the beautiful part about America is you got your choice. Mm -hmm. You know, you got choices of what you want to do. Um, well, cool, man. Uh, let's give them our social six if we can. All right, on Instagram we are Grams of Snow Pod. On Twitter we are Grams of Snow. Yeah. Come say hi to us. Yeah, man. Drop drop a line on us. Um, remember, man, you are you are never going to get better succession content than what the pod gods are giving you. Period. Okay? All right, you can you can search whatever Antarctic minefields that you want to you know whatever fiber optic cables that you want to explore. We but, might be the only black folks doing it. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't say that, but I, I guarantee only one that we know of. Yeah, I, I guarantee ain't nobody doing it for the culture like us, man. Per um, You know what I mean? So that's what it is, man. Uh if you're into BMF, you know, we we got two more episodes of BMF that we're that we recapping. BMF on stars. If you're not into it, it's comes a good out every show. Monday. Yep. Get into yeah. it. Get uh get with it. And uh if you're not just make sure you join us next Thursday for episode four of Succession. Bye, friends. This has been an On Ear Network production.